Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, 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 yes. I might just loop yes for the rest of the show for three hours. But before I even get into anything, let me give Derek Gunn, my friend, and all yes. of our chat yes. and tone and everybody listening, everybody streaming, let me give you the two countdowns. Two countdowns I have for you now. Oh, two, two now. Okay. okay. All right. 81 hours and 19 minutes. That's one. That's the NLCS game one Monday. Okay. 53 hours, 25 minutes to the Eagles and the Jets on Sunday. Boom. Boom. Thank you. Unbelievable. (laughs) Hi, Derek. Uh, Welcome in, everybody. Oh, my goodness. That was Stress City last night. Uh, That was dog years. Oh, my goodness. Last night. Man, those last few innings, that was like something you watch in a movie. Whew. Oh, my goodness. I'm telling you, man. That was like, I was, that was white knuckle, Ajita, uh, you name it, kind of. I mean, the seventh, eighth, and ninth were just, there were so many moments, but there were so many things that could have gone wrong that didn't go wrong. And once again, Rob Thompson managing with, with, a, with a pair. And, oh uh, and, they, and they, they get through it, man. That was, that was wild last night. I can't say enough about the managing job Rob Thompson has done in this series. You know, you go back, go, go back to last night's games. He takes the obvious closers and he brings them in the middle of the game. And the guys from who are normally the middle relievers, they use them on the back end and it just works to perfection. It's 
It's like Rob Rob Thompson, man. You know he should be in Vegas. He should be at the <laughs> roulette wheel, man. This dude, this dude's gambles have paid off significantly, and then some. This series, yeah. wow. Game one and last night, man. You're right. He he was sitting there. He's at the he's at the table, and he's throwing the dice, man. And it, it all worked. It all worked. Uh, um, you know, Kimbrel's in there in the seventh. You're like, man. You start adding doing the math here. You're like, who's finishing this thing up? I mean, Strom's left and. You got to throw the kid in there, Kirkering or oh, Hoffman coming off the home run. You're like, what the heck is he going to do here, man? And it it all worked. And props to Rojas. That was one that heck was of a catch. clutch play. It really was. When when Acuna hit that, I thought it was gone. To be honest, I thought it was gone. That, that was a double. I, yeah, I've 100%. seen that yeah, at the very least off the wall for a two-bagger, which would have tied the game. Oh. Um, I, um, I've seen Acuna swing too many times this year to know. That when it pops off the bat like that, that spells trouble. But my goodness, Rojas gets back there and makes this catch. Woo, man, the whole place. That's that's the kind of moment when you want to be in the stadium. The whole place just erupts. That, that's, that's playoff mode at its finest right there. It really was. And the coolest thing I think about this team, I, re- I really do I think the cool, coolest thing is, it is such a team – um, uh, check it out. There's a little celebration action here afterwards. These guys yeah. having fun. There's Fletcher Cox. Fletcher Cox <laughs> is in the clubhouse. Fletcher's in there. I guess the back's all right, man. Fletcher's moving around in the clubhouse, it, but it better, it better be jumping up and down like that. Yeah, right. Uh, but yeah, you see the Phillies there, you know, doing their celebration and uh, dancing on my own. It was Callum Scott's birthday yesterday. There's Bryce shirtless They're doing it. Looks like Gunner. He's ripped like Gunner is. I mean, it's amazing, man. Yeah, there it is. They get the, it's it's a gun day today. It's a ding-dong day today. But there's Fletcher again uh, having a good time. I love it. See, I love – Joel was at the game last night. Tyrese Maxey was at the game last night. Fletcher obviously at the game last night. I, I love when these guys cross over and support one too. another. I do, I man. Too. I think it's just awesome. It's great. It's great. So, and, we've, and we've seen this for years. Um, yeah. You know, when, when, the, when the Eagles were um, going through their Super Bowl run in 17 – you know, you had Phillies there, you had Flyers there, uh, Eagles are there constantly, um, and now you see the same crossover with the Phillies. You're right. I do. I, I just love how these all these teams support each other in this city, man. Yeah, it, it was really impressive. But what I was saying is, it's so cool to see a young kid like Rojas. Um, you know, other guys getting opportunities out of the bullpen, Kirkering, who's had we mentioned like earlier in the series. Yeah, the veterans like Harper. The veterans like Turner, Castellanos. I mean, let, let's give Ranger some love here. He 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 set the tone here. He delivered Ooh. again, you know, right out of the chute. It was really the ultimate team win, man. Everybody contributed to that game. Every single person did. It, it really was, did. It, it was all hands on deck. It had to be because you knew Atlanta was going to give it their best shot, you know, um, and their best shot still wasn't good enough. The fact that this team hit 307 home runs in a regular season and only three in this series, that, that basically tells you, you know, all the concerns we had about this Phillies pitching staff was has been on point in this series. Um, no, For the playoffs, for that matter. They've been yeah. on point for the playoff period. Um, it's like they saved the best for now. Yeah. Yeah, it's spectacular, by the way, Derek. I mean, think about this. They held a team that hit 307 home runs in this series, okay? They held them to three home runs in four games. They held them to a 186 batting average. Mm -hmm. The Philly starters had a 218 ERA, and their bullpen had a 126 ERA. That is straight-up dealing. Like, they dealt in this series. And really, you think about it. I mean, the one game that they lost, Wheeler pitched great. 
yeah. it just you know a lot of things unfolded for them to unfolded, lose that game. But nonetheless, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was uh, it was it was amazing against this team. Uh, I mean, you don't do that against this team. Nobody did no, it all year. No, against this team. no. Um, let me give you a crazy stat about the baseball playoffs in general because this has been such an unusual uh, baseball playoffs in particular. All the teams that won 90 games or more that are out of the playoffs went one in 14 in the playoffs. Jeez. The four teams that are left, three of them won 90 games exactly. The other team won 84 games. It's, it's like, <laughs> it is are you amazing. kidding me? It is. It is. I mean, the, the, the Orioles, the Dodgers, the Braves, all of them just, just wiped all the out. All teams wiped out. Incredible. It really is incredible. Yeah. So the, the way it sets up now, so the, the NLCS begins Monday in Philadelphia. So the, the yep. Phillies will have the home field advantage, which we know how big that can be too. Um, the way it goes, Gunner, is Monday, Tuesday, 8.07, which is great too, by the way, because the ALCS starts Sunday. Yep. No football distraction Monday. Yep. Monday, Tuesday here. Then you go Thursday, Friday, Saturday uh, at at uh, Arizona. So it's 2-3-2. Two, two. And then back here. Yeah, I know. Back here for 6-7, and seven, man. It's going to be on. It is going to be on. But it was it was just fun. It was such a fun atmosphere last night. And, you, and look, it's not to say you didn't have your moments. I mean, think, what are the odds that Harper's elbow gets hit? I know. Like, what are the odds that that happens? I know. And he still came back out. No, I know. But man, for thinking, a second, uh -oh. you're like, everything is just, just thrown out the, out the window, man. I, um, you can't, you can't, you can't write a better script. No, you, you couldn't write a better script. You look at Castellanos four home runs in two games. Um, you know, Harper, who a lot of people wouldn't even, who thought he might not even come back until June comes back earlier and then really catches fire in August and is carried over into the playoffs, Mr. October. Yep. You look at the supporting cast who've given big hits in this series, big defensive plays. Mm. Um, there is no one standout, you know, I mean, Castellanos has outshined Schwarber in the home run department. For sure. Um, there, there is no two or three players you have to rely on. Trey Turner, four hits last night. Four hits last night. Bounces yeah. back, you know, from from a rough, you know, couple games, two four. games ago yeah. or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. Hits 500 in the series, Derek. He was 12 for 24, two jacks, four doubles, four steals. Four that's, for four last night. That's crazy. That's, that's, that's just crazy. This team is going to be so difficult to beat. But I will say, I'm so looking forward to seeing them play this Arizona team. You know, this Arizona team reminds me of the Phillies a year ago. Yeah. A team that, that backed into the playoffs on the very last day or second last day of the season. Yep. And they haven't lost a game yet. They've, they've taken out they've taken out two division winners and they haven't lost their five and oh in the playoffs. No, they've beaten them down. Like they they, yes. they smoked the Dodgers. Yes. The long ball, their their long ball prowess, I think, is is has really turned a lot of heads. Yep. And they have good young arms. I think it's going to be a good series. I, I'm, who, who's going to bet against the Phillies? This team was built to get to the World Series. But you know what? There's always these Cinderella stories that pop up in, in pro sports, man. I hope this is not the case. But I'm so looking to get an up-close and personal look at all these players we've been sporadically hearing about the last week or so for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Same here. Same here. And and they're, you know, both teams are able to set up their pitching the way that they want. You know, mm -hmm. they're going to go with Gallon and Merrill Kelly out of the shoot. Phillies are obviously going to go with Wheeler, Nola, 
and that you know that's the other thing, Derek. And I know what happened game three, not game four last night, but you know Nola is showing you like he's figured it back out. Whatever it was, he's figured it back out, man. So, and and you feel great about Ranger in game three because all he's done oh, is just deliver every time he's gotten a shot. You know, I mean, it's not his fault he got pulled early out of out of the first game. No, no. So you you feel good about your three starters, you know, going into this thing. And, and the way this bullpen is dealing right now, you don't have to worry about pulling a pitcher after four four plus innings, right? You know, if they continue this trend, I mean, it does make a difference if it's Hoffman. Uh, you know, uh, Kimbrel. Sir Anthony looks like Sir he's, he's kind of gotten it back together yeah. too. Yep, yep. All these guys, we were like, "What are we going to do when we get to the playoffs?" And basically said, "Here's what we got for you. Yeah. Everything has come. Have, everything has gelled so much better with all the uncertainties that we were worried about. It has gelled so much better than you ever could have imagined in two rounds of playoffs for the Phillies right now." Yes. Uh, hey, by the way, let me just pass this along too. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Eagles practice today, Derek. Yep. No Darius Slay mm-hmm. with the knee. No Jalen Carter with the ankle. And this one popped up yesterday. Yep. Um, he you know, apparently got stepped on at practice. Um, Justin Evans with the knee and no Quez Watkins. Again, no Quez Watkins. Again. You know, I, and I don't know, I don't know what that is. He played in the in the Rams game. He, I know awesome. he was hurt before that with the hamstring, but I'll tell you what, man. We're yes. uh, there's some there's some concern there. That's not you know if those guys don't go, that's a real thing. You know, I agree, but again, I'll say this: I'm not worried about that Jets offense, which I still say even 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 if if Slay didn't play, if Justin Evans didn't play, if Jalen Carter didn't play. I'm still not worried about that Jets offense with Zach Wilson under center because you can only run the ball so many times. You you can, you can, you can only run it so many times. And I don't see the Jets, even with those deletions, I don't see the Jets coming close to 200 yards rushing on his Eagles defense. I really don't. Yeah. Look, I and hear you. It, it, you yeah, force him to throw it. You remember, you still have the edge rushers. Oh, you yeah. still have sweat. You still have Reddick. You still have Brandon Graham. Every time Zach Wilson steps back, especially with that banged-up Jets offensive line, every time Zach Wilson steps back, he's hearing footsteps. I'll tell you what. Uh, it didn't necessarily show up in the stat sheet. Josh yeah. Sweat was awesome in that game. I'm telling you, Derek, he's he's due for like a 2-3 sack game. He is. Oh, yeah. He was great. He was really good in the Rams game. It just didn't – you know, you didn't notice him because Reddick got to – Jalen Carter was doing his thing. But uh, he was really good. He's had a good year so far. It's just he has he doesn't have the sack totals that are real high, but he'll he'll be fine. I'm not worried about him one bit. Mm, no, heck no. And like I said, you know, we were so spoiled last year. We expected to just carry over. Yes. You know, it's it's gonna take time, you know, and still a lot of football to play. Um, I want to make sure they're on point starting Monday. Yes. That's Sunday, Monday. Yes. Because that's when we've been talking about the meat of this schedule forever. I want to make sure these guys are on point, and I want to make sure the guys that are nicked up are healthy for the meat of this schedule coming up. Um, because Miami's coming to town, and that's like a, Miami's like a traveling circus right now. The offense they put up, the points they put up, yeah. you know, everybody wants to see this Miami team play, uh, me included. I can't yeah. wait to see oh, them yeah. up close and personal. Same you here. Yeah. I want to see how they try to defend Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. You know, to be honest with you, I don't think they can do it. Yeah, I, I, uh, 
I don't either. Like, I don't expect all of a sudden the Eagles defensive backs to be able to shut down that group. I think it's going to be a game where the Eagles offense is going to have to put points up, period. I mean, that's it. I mean, serious points uh, in that game. But that's that. Yeah, it, it, it gets real there in, in a couple of weeks, you know, for sure. Not, and you don't want to be overlooking the Jets. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. But yeah, I hear you. But what, man, what a great time in in Philadelphia sports. I mean, think about it. You know, the Phillies headed to the NLCS. It's very similar to last year, Derek. Phillies are undefeated, headed to yep. the NLCS, or Phillies are going to the NLCS. Eagles are undefeated, and now we have the the Flyers season starting. And props to to the Orange and Black. They got a win last night in their season opener, um, and the Sixers season about to start too. I mean, it it is eerily similar, and you, you still have Houston kind of lurking there in the ALCS, and the, you could you could get some revenge from last year against the Astros. Man, how sweet would that be? That would that would have a Super Bowl you know, 57 feel to it. Who would you rather if the Phillies, if the, if the Phillies get to the, to the world series, would you rather have them play Houston or Texas? Woo. Uh, Texas is dealing right now. Careful what you wish for, man. Yeah. Texas is really good. And Bruce Bochy's a phenomenal, yes, phenomenal manager. Yes, he is. The one advantage you have, I, I think there's two things. One, you have home field advantage against the Astros, not the Rangers. Right. I would like to beat them and get revenge. And this team seems to respond to slights and revenge. I think I'm going Astros, Derek. Are you? I am. Man, you know, it's like pick your poison. Either one are going to be tough to deal with, but um, I I don't care who I don't care who gets gets there from the American League. I just think if the Phillies get there, it's going to be an epic World Series. Oh, I either one of those teams with Texas or Houston. Yeah, they, they. I agree with you. I think. I think either way, either way, this shakes up. This is gonna be an epic NLCS. Like I hope. I know you're not. Ooh, I know you've been on the ooh. the Diamondbacks from Jump Street. I know ooh, that. But ooh. I think people just don't overlook Arizona because you no, maybe aren't no. super familiar with them, man. I, I'm just telling you, this team is really good, and they have quality young guys. Corbin Carroll's a beast. Yes, man. They've got they've got some live arms, and I mean bullpen yeah. arms as well as starters. Yeah, you know you, that that Atlanta pitching staff was depleted because of injuries. Yes, this this Arizona staff has some good live. You know, the old man of the group is Evan Longoria, who's thirty seven. Everybody else is a bunch of kids. You know, hey, we weren't supposed to be here anyway. Let's just go out and see what we can do. And the thing is, they are hitting the long ball with consistency. Yeah, yeah, they they can yeah. do it any different way, man. I'm telling you. I, <laughs> And yeah, they're, they're, like they they are a really sort of sleeping in the weeds kind of yeah. team that that maybe a lot of people weren't paying attention to going into the playoffs. Who, uh, yeah, they have a nice mix, and Longoria is making plays for him. He's playing he well. Yeah. Oh, oh my goodness! He's, At third base, I was watching him play in that series against the Brewers. Yeah, he's not some cooked. Of, some of the dives he made towards the hole coming up and making throws. Yeah, thirty seven. I'm like, are you kidding me? I forgot he was still in the league at 37 I, until the playoffs. He's really good. I, I'll tell you what, though, man. There, there is something I know. You know, we're just coming off the high of the of the win. You know, whatever it was, uh, 12 hours ago. But there is something special about this Phillies team. There really is. Oh, I agree. You know, all the stuff that went down with Harper and have you see RC melting down, like yeah, reacting yeah. to the fans behind the dugout, like yeah, dude, yeah. stop yeah. embarrassing yourself, man. Oh, really, really. I mean, be professional. Hey, you get you getting your butt whipped. Just just be professional about it. But you know, when emotions are flowing, you know everybody handles it differently. And obviously, he's a young player who has to learn how to handle those situations. You know, right? Um, you know, and I'm sure the Braves, as, as as the game unfolds, you know, it's it's happening all over again, just like last year. 
Yeah. It's happening all over again. We go in, you know, last year they hit the second most home runs in the majors with 284. Yeah. This year they tied a major league record with 307. Mm-hmm. Everybody p- picks them as a team team to get to the World Series. Boom, gone again. Gone. Uh, uh, nothing oh. short of incredible. And, and really, I, and, and you're right. If you're Atlanta, you got to feel like snake bit, man. Like, you know, w- we put these numbers up during the regular season and then it just doesn't seem to matter the last two years. Like, nope. I don't know. I, they have incredible talent, but mentally, are you able to keep coming back from that year in and year out? Well, they, I mean, they've won the division six years in a row. And they won it, won it all in, what, 19, 18, something like that. Yeah. But, again, it's, it's going back to that stretch when they won the division 15 years in a row. Yeah. And all they won out of it was one World Series. You know, it's very similar. You know, a lot of times it's not about having the best talent in the regular season. It's who gets hot in the postseason. You're exactly right. And, and that's sure the other enough, thing. That's the other thing that hurts these teams, Derek, that roll up the big number totals in the regular season because they go into cruise control. For the for the last couple of weeks, and yep. Yep. because they get the buy, they're rewarded with the buy. Yep. They have time off, and that's one of the thing that that Snicker uh, said last night is, I think he said when they were off for like eight days or whatever. He's yep. like having that time off, you know, hurt us. You you are better off being a wild card team. You really are. And who are the two teams that got the got the buys in the first round? Dodgers and the Dodgers Braves. and the Braves. Yeah, neither one of them get past the first series. How about that, field. man? And the other, other, you know, AL, what it was the Orioles and the Orioles got swept. And I believe it was uh, the Rays. Was it? Wait, no, the Rays it? played in the first round. The yeah, Rays were, who the heck was it? Was it? It was, I am pulling it up. Orioles and, well, let's see. I guess it would have, yeah, it would still be the Rays, right? With 99. Or no, they didn't win their division. No, no. Was it Houston? Yeah, Houston's still going because yeah, Houston won the West. Yeah, but anyway, but the point but, point being, wow. you know, all the all the big totals teams one hundred four for the Braves, one hundred for the Dodgers, uh, Orioles one hundred and one, Tampa ninety nine, all out, all out. It is a, it is amazing, man. You know, when when you think back, and there were just so many big moments in that game last night. So many. I mean, I, I can't emphasize enough. Roja or Castellanos answering with a home run after the Phillies were down one nothing in Game Three and Game Four got mm. the crowd totally back into this thing, mm-hmm. you know, and and everybody just just all right, sigh of relief, take a deep breath, everything's gonna be fine, and and that 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 was clutch. Like to me, that's why he's the NLDS MVP in my estimation. I would go Castellanos. No. Oh, there's, oh, there's no question. Yeah, some people might go who. Harper, maybe. I mean, but no, I, I would... this has got to be Castellanos. It's yeah. got to be. Yeah. You know, you had four home runs in two games. Are you kidding me? Come on, man. Incredible. Now, now let's 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 be honest. Uh, when Atlanta took that one nothing lead last night, crowd got a little. They got a little quiet. Quiet crowd got a little quiet. I mean, there's a lot of tension in that game. You know, um, but then of course the Phillies answer right back in the next half of the inning. So, but for a little while there, it got a little quiet at, at Citizens Bank Park. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But you talk about a game of drama, and you see people on social media. I can't take this. My heart can't take this anymore. You know, but man, what a finish to that series, man! The last three innings, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, All right, let's get a timeout. And and Scott Lauber from the Inquirer, who was uh, covering all the action there last night, Derek, and he has been throughout the entirety of this thing, the whole the whole year. Forget about the playoffs, the whole year. He's going to join us next. We'll get his insights. 
on everything that went down in this series and everything looking ahead to the Diamondbacks. 12 o'clock, uh, we will go hard into the Eagles, the injury situation, what you're hearing, Derek. Um, Fletcher Cox, obviously, that's a good sign. He practiced. He was out doing his thing last night. But we'll dive into the Jets, the little, little fear of the overlook to Miami. We'll get into all those kind of things. Not to mention, we'll look at uh, who's playing who in the NFC East, the best games of the week in week six, AFC power rankings, birthdays, movies, all kinds of stuff in store for you. So don't go anywhere. That's Derek Guy and I'm Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, let's talk about Bravo Pizza of Havertown. I'll be hitting it a little bit later, my friends. Yes, Bravo Pizza of Havertown. Been going there since I was a kid. They're family owned since 1985. You got Alex and his great crew there just pumping out the best possible food that you could possibly have. 20 different styles of pizza. They have slices to go. I love the upside down. That's my go-to there. But they have the specialized pizza. However you want it, they will make it. But you're not up for pizza? Great. Fresh pasta, sandwiches, wraps, wings, salads, whatever you're in the mood for. Bravo Pizza is also committed to the community. They have fundraisers for charities, for schools, for little leagues, where the proceeds go to those organizations. You can follow them at the Bravo Pizza of, at the Bravo Pizza of on Instagram and Facebook for daily specials and promotions. They're at 1305 Westchester Pike Manoa Shopping Center in Havertown, Pennsylvania. That's 1305 Westchester Pike Manoa Shopping Center in Havertown, PA. You can call them right now, 610-446-3810, 610-446-3810. You heard me talk about it. Here's a little sampling for you of Bravo Pizza of Havertown. I remember getting my heart broken when they lost the Super Bowl in 2004. We're big Eagles fans. We moved to South Philly because of the Eagles. When they won, we went straight to Broad Street and uh, everybody was going nuts over there. And it was just a, a memory that you'll never forget. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the stakes and the stakes, go to get your parlay on, go to get your party on, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean, visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
Staffing is not easy, but that's what we do every day, all day. The key to our success is storytelling, asking the right questions to find the right people. Hi, I'm Gary Kane, president of Kane Partners. We want to be your staffing partner. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community, at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. So Good Now helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student-athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. are hanging out with you on this uh on this beautiful friday yes it is friday we, we haven't even done the friday thing we've been so caught up in everything else that's going on man well uh, understandably so it's true yeah we, we've had a few things going on you hey know, you know tone, tone tone put up a in the private chat tone put up he says look monday could be a special day for philly again cowboys play the chargers phillies play d-backs cowboys could lose and phillies could definitely win let's mm-hmm. do it philly that could be the perfect storm could yes be. sir that would be a perfect storm. That would be nice. Let's keep adding on to these these good these good memories we're stacking here in this fun. It is awesome. It is awesome. Uh, all right, let's bring on uh, our next guest. He's been kind enough to to hop on with us uh, throughout the, the the course of the season, and we keep it rolling here in the postseason. And that is Scott Laubert from the Philadelphia Inquirer. Does a phenomenal job covering the team and covering the sport. Scott, uh, how are you, my friend? Good morning. Doing well. How are you guys? No hangover, no champagne, <laughs> no champagne hangover for you. Uh, nothing like that. Uh, good. I wanted. Let's, let's explore that, Scott. Uh, all right. I'm assuming you were in the clubhouse, correct? I was. Okay. Yes. So, what's the move? Uh-huh. Like, do you do you after you fi- finish up all the work that you have to do when you're? Are you driving home in like plastic, and then you get home and shower right away? Like, what's the move? Yeah, after really. the uh, Celebration. Yeah. Um. I'll let you know when I figure it out for sure. Uh, uh- <laughs> Uh, it's uh it's weird you go down there and you know you 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 know you try to i i think the more of these you do the more you figure out like how to sort of avoid getting completely drenched Mm -hmm. but you know there are people you have to talk to who are in the middle of it all and so you're going to get hit by some stuff and then you got to go upstairs when it's all over and sit down and work and you kind of just everyone stinks and it's just like (laughs) It's just a giant kind of like, look, we just got to get through this all together. And then you get home and it's like two o'clock in the morning and, the you know, like, well, I got to get in the shower. I got to do something because I can't go to sleep like this. So, yeah, I mean, we've had seven of these, I want to say, since they clinched the playoff spot last year in Houston. So um, I'm trying to get into a routine, like trying to figure out how to do it so that uh, it's as uh, it's as comfortable as possible. But yeah, like that drive home, you're by yourself in your car and you're like, man, I stink. And it's not just it's beer, it's champagne, it's cigar smell. It's it's it's, it's like a frat party in yeah, your car. Yeah, it's like the old days. Yeah. OK, so what so what time did you have to file your story by? 
So I had to file one right as soon as the game ended. Okay. And, uh, and then um, one of the good things, I guess, about these late starts is that, uh, you know, you're so past the the old print deadline that oh, you yeah. can take more time downstairs. So, um, so it's kind of like, you know, as soon as you can when you get upstairs. But it's not like the old days where, you know, you had a super, super late print deadline back in the yep. day and you had to – you know, it was late, but it still wasn't late enough, and you had to make that. So, I guess it's a little easier than it was back then. But um, yeah, one story as soon as it's over, and then uh, you know, keep going. Scott, let's talk about the degree of difficulty on the Rojas catch, uh, which you know, probably the the key moment of the night. I mean, you can make an argument for a bunch of them, but that was certainly you can make an argument there. The ball smoked number one by Acuna. He's coming to the weird part of the wall that angles out where you're almost coming to a point as opposed yeah. to just the padded wall that you may hit if you make a catch, which has got to make it that much more difficult. I mean, not only are you on a run for it, and I know some people are like, well, he didn't play it perfectly. Like, my God, give me a break. But anyway, so he makes that catch knowing that that's kind of bearing down on him, man. Just just, just your thoughts on that play that he makes and, and why the guy's there. Yeah, it was one of those where you, you watch it happen in front of you and – all you can say when it's over is like, wow, you know, um, uh, you, you audibly say that because that was, it was that kind of play. And I thought it was a hit. I thought it was going to be at least a double and maybe the game would be tied. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what he's there for. You know, he went over 14. I want to say in the series, yeah. didn't have a hit. Uh, I don't think he's had a hit since game one against the Marlins, but they're not wavering. Uh, they're not going to take him out because they view him as somebody who can help them win games with his glove alone. Um, he doesn't have to hit in order for him to help them. And you saw that last night. He made the play of the game without a doubt. Um, you know, and we've seen him make plays like this since the day he got here. And we heard about it before that, you know, I mean, when he was in the minor leagues, I had people tell me like, wait till you see this guy play center field. He's the best center fielder I've ever seen. And I heard, you know, similar things about Jackie Bradley Jr. When I covered the Red Sox, kind of his defense preceded him. And then he got to the majors and you watched it and you said, wow, like it really lives up to the billing. And I think that's what I find with Rojas is that, you know, from that day, first day when he made that catch against the Padres and that doubleheader, um, you know, he's made uh, he's made very, very difficult catches look easier than they were. And as much as I said, wow, when he made that catch, I suspect it was even a much more difficult catch than it looked because he wasn't at the wall. He was not at the warning track. He leaped. But like you said, it's kind of a weird part of the ballpark. It's that 409 sign where the wall does jut out. Maybe he thought he was closer than he was. Um, you know, in hindsight, maybe he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to leap. Maybe he's got the room. So um, there was a lot of a lot of difficulty in making that play. Just to just you know, if it was in the first inning and and you know there was you know room for error um, in the eighth inning of, of a game like that and that magnitude. So sure, I mean it was. It was certainly a highlight, and uh, there's a reason, I think, why after the game last night, some of us were talking to John Middleton, and he he told us that – he told Gary Maddox on Alumni Weekend that this guy could be the next Secretary of Defense. He's wow. that good. And, That's high uh, praise. Yeah. Yeah, high praise indeed. Scott, I can't get over the fact that when you look at where the Phillies are right now, you know, you mo- most teams you have two, three players you consistently rely on in big moments. With this team, it's all hands on deck. There is no, you know, it's, I was just joking with Rob in the last segment. 
Castellanos is outshining Schwarber in the home run department. You know, you, you get Stott making big plays, grand slams. You get Rojas making big – it's not just the Harper-Turner-Schwarber show. It's all hands on deck. And then you look at the moves that, that, that Rob Thompson made last night. The guys who usually close, he brings in in the middle, and the guys in the middle he puts at the end. You know, it's like it's like the perfect storm with this team right now. Yeah, it is. And, you know, I wrote today that um, Rob Thompson – so I was talking to Rob Thompson before the game yesterday, and uh, he plays a little there, not every day, but there are days where like, you know, there's a kind of a lull in the afternoon before batting practice. And so maybe he'll take the lineup card and he goes over to the coach's room and they, you know, they kind of have a little fun and they say, all right, who's your pick to click tonight? And, uh, you know, the last two Octobers, you got to go, you got to like really work at it to not get that right. Right. Cause there's, there's three or four or five picks to click every single night. So, you know, like last night, if you looked at it, you know, you might go with Nick Castellanos. He had the two home runs the night before, but mm-hmm. what are the odds he's going to have a game like that again? And he makes history and he has a game like that again, becomes the first guy to, to hit multi, you know, multi back-to-back multi-home run games. You know, Trey Turner, you probably wouldn't have picked. He was 0 for 17 against Spencer Strider. And what does he do? Double single homer. And then yep. he adds a hit later in the game. Uh, and the homer puts them ahead two to one. You know, how about Matt Strom, right? Matt Strom closes out the game. He closed out two games all year. He started the season in the rotation. You know, he was talking after the game about how, like, I couldn't tell you how many times when I was a kid I was on my front lawn going 3-2 count World Series. And that's the closest he'd come to one of those moments. And he's been in the big leagues for a while. And, um, you know, he closes it out last night. You know, Rojas makes that catch. You know, obviously Harper's a good pick to click pretty much any night that they play, uh, especially in the postseason. So you're right. Like, it seems like it's not just a different person every night. It's multiples. And, um, you know, it's been it's been an amazing run. Like game one, we talked about how they managed that game. You know, like I know Rob Thompson says there was no script. Well, there was a script. I mean, the idea was that they'd go with Suarez into a certain point and then they were going to, you know, bullpen it the rest of the way. And they did it. And. You know, I kind of thought coming into the postseason, I don't know if I said this to you guys, but I know I've said this to other people and I've written this, is that, you know, one of the things about having a deep bullpen the way they do, I mean, every manager would rather have more options than fewer options. Mm -hmm. Every time you make a pitching change, you increase the odds you might get it wrong. So when you Mm -hmm. have a game like game one or a game like last night where you're making five, six pitching changes in the game, the odds that you're going to get them all right, I mean, think about that. Like push all the right buttons Almost no, it's impossible. not a formula where back in the day, like the Yankees went starting pitcher, yep. you know, setup guy, Mariano Rivera, and it was every single time he's mixing and matching righties. He's bringing in Alvarado in the sixth inning to face Olsen, knowing he's going to have to face him again in the eighth or ninth and who's going to go get him. And this time it was Soto uh, in the past. It's been Strom. I mean, so he's pushing like six or seven buttons in that bullpen every night. Mm-hmm. He's getting them all right. And it's mm-hmm. it's kind of it's kind of unbelievable. As that started unfolding, Scott, after you know, after you were getting past like Kimbrel and Alvarado, you you start doing the math, and you're like, "Whoa, man, uh, <laughs> this is going to be fascinating." I, I know you still had Hoffman, you know, you had Kirkering at one point. I'm like, "Are we really going to see him in this kind?" I, I mean, I know he's he's a pretty level dude, but that's that's heavy, heavy, serious stuff right there. And then you know, Strom, I mean, it was amazing, man, the way that finished out. I I was. I was wondering if it was going to be Kirkering in the ninth inning because Rob Thompson keeps saying, I'm not afraid to use him. I'm not afraid to use him. Um, he even said yesterday, I'd use him back-to-back games, yeah. which yeah. is not something he had done in the minor leagues. 
Um, and yet you watch how he has used him and it hasn't been the highest of highest leverage, right? It's been the bottom of the order against the Braves in game two, I believe that was, and or game one, I'm sorry. Uh, it's been, you know, um, uh, with a big lead against the Marlins. Mm-hmm. So he hasn't like really unleashed him. And I talked to the other day, I talked to Bud Black, who manages the Rockies, and he was the Angels pitching coach in 02 when they had K-Rod. And he said, yeah, we just sort of like unleashed K-Rod on, on everyone in the postseason. And that was a carbon copy situation. He came up at the end of the season, made five appearances in September. Kirkering made three. Mm-hmm. I think they came up within a few days of each other um, on the calendar. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I was sort of like, well, is this, you know, he's used Alvarado. He's used Kimbrell. Um, if he wants to go, he's used Dominguez. If he wants to go to a righty in the ninth, I wonder if he goes Kirkering there to start an inning because we know he likes Hoffman with men on base. Um, that's kind of how I thought it was going to play out. And then it ends up being Strom and it doesn't make a difference. So, like, you know, you just kind of have to, at this point, you just kind of have to say, like, you know, Rob Thompson's got some kind of magic dust down there in the bullpen. because And Strom was saying, like, you know, somebody said to Strom last night, like, when did you know that it would be you to close it out? Like, did they tell you ahead of time? And he goes, no, I just kind of looked around in the bullpen. And I was like, well, no, no Alvarado, no Kimbrel. <laughs> yeah, not he's too like, many people like, left now. Yeah, Hoffman and I kind of looked at each other and it was like, well, it's you or me. So, like, you know, I mean, and it doesn't seem to bother these guys either. So it's uh, it's it's pretty it, I, I can't say I've seen um, I can't say I've seen like a run of good fortune the way they've had or no, good decisions let me ask you this this is for <clears throat> scott how much does uh how much does scott think rob's style of management is instinctual versus analytical especially in games like last night with the constant bullpen rotation so it's kind of along the lines of what you were talking about but is i i know you you said he has a game but i don't know that he planned that strom was going to finish this thing right there is some gut involved as well as you as you're doing this. yeah I think it's a combination of the two, which is a cop-out answer. I know like everyone wants black or white, you know, up or down. Um, But I I do think it's a combination of those things. Like I think they went into the Brave series saying like, we want Alvarado on Olsen in every leverage spot we can get him. So, you know, if it's close game, sixth inning high leverage, that's going to be it. And then we'll, we'll worry about later, later, because that might not be as high a spot. So that's analytical, I suppose. But yeah, I mean, there's got to be an element of gut and instinct involved in this. And and that's why, you know, I say, like, I'm curious to see Kirkering moving forward in the Arizona series and, and how they use him, whether, you know, the gut says, you know, hey, let's just let's just fully unleash this kid. But certainly they like their, you know, you hear Rob Thompson talk about pockets of the lineup. It's now nowadays, especially with the three batter rule for relievers, they try to identify pockets for these guys. And I thought you saw in game one, especially like Dominguez was going to get the Acuna Riley pocket, it seemed like. And Alvarado was going to get a pocket that involved Olsen. And, um, you know, I think Kirkring was going to get a lower in the order pocket. So I guess from an analytical standpoint, they try to match it up as best they can. But he's got to have the instincts and he's got to have the guts to kind of make the moves they make. And I think it starts with that. And it, it goes from there. You know, Scott, I had I mentioned a stat in general when, when we're talking about the playoffs in general. I had mentioned a stat earlier to Rob, which I thought was phenomenal. When you look at all the playoff games that have been played up to this point, teams that won 90 games or more went 1-13 in 13 up yeah. to this point. You're talking about three teams that won over 100 games gone in the first the first round. You know, three teams that got by is gone. And it's, it's like – and they got swept out, you know. 
it's it, well, Atlanta won one game. I, it's one of the most phenomenal, unexplainable uh, playoff scenarios I've seen in quite some time. Yeah. So I've talked about this a lot with people the last few days, I suppose, especially within the last week. Um, and I have mixed mixed feelings about it. So, like, maybe it's because, like, what I do, like, my job requires that I pay attention to baseball from the start of the season to the end. So I tend to be a defender of the regular season. Like, I'd like to think that the 162 games means means a lot. And that winning your division is is an achievement. It's an accomplishment. Um, and so I kind of feel like division champions should be rewarded with more than just a buy in the best of three round and home field advantage. Like to me, going into this series, there was way, way too much pressure on the Braves to win game one than there should have been. Like they lost game one and they lost control of the series. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know they came back and they won game two, but they had to come here for the next two games. Um, you know, to me, it was like you won 104 games and you did all of that and then you lose game one and you're, you're really kind of you're 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 in a mess. Right. So part of me feels that like that. And I think the solution is is simple. I think the solution is, you know, either make the division round seven games because now you lose game one. You have a little bit more room for error. You have a little bit more leeway. Um, or shorten up the wild card round. Like television loves that one game knockout round, right? So I was sort of talking to some people who were saying, what about if you had, you have the four, five, and six seeds are all wild cards. What if you had five play six in a one game knockout on the first day of the postseason on that Monday? Then you have the winner goes to play four at their place on Tuesday, one game knockout. And then the winner advances to play in the divisional round against that division champion, um, and they have a little bit of less sitting around time because I think a buy in baseball doesn't serve the same purpose that it does in the other sports. Baseball is a rhythm sport. It's a routine sport. These guys never, ever take five days off. Um, having said all of that, all of that as a sports fan, you know, nobody has a problem in the NCAA tournament when a Cinderella team shows up in the final four, right? Nobody minded that the Miami heat were in the finals last year in the NBA as a wild card team or an eight seed or whatever they consider that now that round that they came out of. Um, so upsets are good. People like underdogs. And so what's wrong with, you know, division champions getting toppled. I just think baseball does need to look at it though, because it's not just the Atlanta Braves, it's the Dodgers, it's the Orioles. Um, and again, the flip side of that is it doesn't seem to bother the Astros. They get buys every year and they right. win their division and they won the world series last year. So you know, I do think it's something baseball's got to look at. I do think it's more than just a Braves thing. It's it's a it's a division champs thing, and maybe it's as simple as making the first round seven games instead of five, and and you give that team a little bit more breathing room if they lose game one at home. Well, I'll just look. I I, I know Strider is not the biggest. Uh, you know, Philadelphia fans don't love Spencer Strider. I don't know where he ranks. RC is probably one. But uh, here's what he said after the game regarding this. The people trying to use the playoff format to make an excuse for the results, they don't like they 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 don't they don't like are not confronting the real issue. I think what he's trying to say is they're not confronting the real issue. You're in control of your focus, uh, your competitiveness, your energy. If having five days means you can't make the adjustment, you have nobody to blame but yourself. Props to to Spencer Strider there. You know, That's like right. to me, there's a simple solution to all this. Win. Stop yeah. making excuses and win. You were the best yeah. team in baseball all year. And, you know, the Phillies pitching completely held you down. 
at some point, it's not about the eight days off or any of the other stuff. It's because you no. didn't deliver and they got outplayed, period. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. And you're right. And look, I think I happen to think the Phillies. Um, I happen to think the Phillies were better than they were. I mean, I think if you looked at their rosters and the state of their rosters right now, you know, no Charlie Morton for the Braves. Um, Braves pitching has been a little bit um, free uh, suspect now for quite a while. The Phillies are just were just a more complete team, and I, I kind of think if it was a seven game series, they probably win a seven game series as well. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, 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 you know, I do say that the Braves were in their own head from the beginning of all of this. Whether it was the Phillies, you know, I think we talked about the Braves celebrating the division title in Philadelphia, and some of their players after the game, AJ Minter, some other guys were saying how it meant something to them that they clinched the division in Philadelphia because that's where it ended for them last year. And they felt like they had to get past that. They had to move on from that. And I heard that and I thought, you know, who's in like, which team was 14 games better than the other team? Because if you're that much better, it doesn't matter where you clinch. And maybe the move would have been don't celebrate the division championship. Say, Hey, look, we know we're going to face you guys again. We'll get you in three weeks when it really matters. And when the celebration carries more weight. So, um, I think the Phillies were in their heads. I also think the format was in their heads. They did everything the opposite of what they did last year. They went to the extreme of playing games at intra-squad games at night under the lights and bringing fans in and bringing minor leaguers in to play against Mm -hmm. because they wanted to stay sharp. Last year they played normal intra-squad games in the morning at their ballpark and it was relaxed and maybe they thought they lost some focus or lost some of that edge. They did everything the opposite and it didn't matter. They still lost to the Phillies in four games. So um, I think it was all in their heads right from the start. And then they lose game one and they were on their heels right from the beginning. Scott, can you, can you put in perspective, you know, uh, Rob Thompson has been meticulous, but then he throws this kid Kettering in there. You know, what a phenomenal story this is. He puts this kid in, in big moment situations. It doesn't make a difference to him. He doesn't care what anybody thinks. He doesn't care about analytics. It's a, it's a, it's a feel. It's a feel for him, and I just love how he approaches the game. I'm one of these people. I'm old school stuff. I hate analytics in sports. I really do. I hate computers basically deciding football, baseball, when you should do certain things, strategic moves, so on and so forth. I just love the old school feel that Rob Thompson seems to have in making these chess moves, game in and game out. Yeah, I'd expand it out. I'd say it's organizational. You know, okay. I, I, look, I, I think they have a very um, old school president of baseball ops and Dave Dombrowski, right, who goes back to the days when, you know, scouting reports were pen to paper and <laughs> and stuff like that. And, um, you know, it's not that he is an analyst. He's, he's up on analytics. He understands it. He has people who are very smart, who work for him, who he's hired to put in place to bring that aspect of it in there. But I think they have found that they have struck a balance between the analytics and the scouting, the eyes on the field and the computers, you know, and, and Rob Thompson, I think has achieved that blend. You remember when Joe Girardi got hired right after the Gabe Kapler era and everyone talked about Joe Girardi being a blend, right? An old school, new school blend. And Rob Thompson was his right-hand man for a long time with the Yankees. And he is also a blend. The difference, of course, and Nick Castellanos actually alluded to this last night, is the way that they deal with people. Like Rob Thompson is a um, uh, has a much better feel, I think, mm-hmm. for how to deal with players 
Now, Castellanos said he came in here last year. They had a very talented team. They did not start well. The manager, um, you know, was constantly juggling the lineup. The manager was, uh, it looked like he was projecting a little bit of panic. It uh, set in in the room. Like Rob Thompson came in and there were no expectations. He never thought he was going to manage. The team was supposedly done, right, on Memorial Day, not going to make the playoffs another year without the playoffs. And he came in and he brought this even keel. So that's the difference. But, like, I think analytics and, and old school, they're, they're similar in that they have a feel for the game, but they also understand the numbers. So when you talk about Kirkering, right, like, yeah, I mean, there's some, there's some guts involved in taking this kid who started the year in low A climbed through the minor leagues, made three appearances in the regular season after getting called up and saying, hey, you know what? He's one of our best arms in the bullpen. We're going to use this kid. We know he doesn't have the experience. But then there's an analytics side to it that says, here's who we want him to face. Like, here's who his best matchup is. And they felt in the Braves series, like, it wasn't necessarily Riley and, you know, Olsen. Olsen's a lefty. But, like, it wasn't necessarily the middle of the Braves order. It was closer to the bottom of the Braves order. And that's where they thought he would have success against those guys, whether it was his velocity, whether it was the way his slider plays, um, whether it was just uh, uh, here's who we want to match him up against because of his experience. So they have the guts to say and they have the 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 the, the sort of feel to say this guy should be pitching for us in the postseason. And then they let their analytics people help guide them as far as when and where and how and who he should face. Mm. Scott, last one for me. We've gone pretty far without bringing up Bryce Harper. But, I, I mean, you, you talk about the impact and you talk about the <clears throat> swing of emotions between game three and four with the two home runs, the stare down of Arcia. And, you know, last night, the elbow getting clipped. I mean, what are the odds? I said it's the gunner earlier. What are the odds that his elbow gets clipped on a play like you just randomly, you know, where we're also not on purpose, but it just, it just bad luck, whatever. I mean, there was so much that goes on there and he, and he hits every right note after he talks. I, I know people always, and he said it too, bring up the pandering thing. I've never bought it. I think he is genuine, but uh, just the impact that this guy's had on this team. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you. I think it's mostly genuine. I mean, does he lay it on a little thick sometimes? Probably, you know, like I, I think he understands like how to make his point and how to do it in a way that uh, really hammers at home. But I, I do think he comes from a genuine place. I do think he has uh, really kind of embraced the whole thing here, the whole experience here. Um, I think he was all in once he decided to sign here. Uh, you know, like he never, he didn't want the opt out cause he wanted to set his roots and he wanted to, you know, get, you know, be here for the long haul. And, you know, the whole RC thing I, to me, I, you know, look, I think there's a little bit of Tom Brady in Bryce Harper and that um, you mm. give him a little bit to yeah. cling to, like to, to grab onto and he'll use it. I don't, I don't think Bryce Harper was angry or upset or felt like he was being dissed or anything like that by Arcia. Honestly, I think he thought it was kind of, funny and you know but i think his teammates know how he works and i think they were all too happy to show him you know the funny thing about this is there that there was no video of this and the only audio of it was if you were in that clubhouse and you happen to catch it on your mm -hmm. your tape recorder or your yep. phone yep um there was no video of it this was purely a print thing and you know showed him the quotes Attaboy, and it was two words. It was Attaboy Harper, and he cackled or he laughed, according mm -hmm. to the people who were there. 
It wasn't like, you know, he went on this long tirade about how Bryce Harper is a stupid base runner. All he had to say was attaboy Harper and cackle. And for that to get reported. And then people brought it to Bryce Harper's attention. And look, I saw him walk out on the field uh, to play catch before infield practice before game three. And he had this look that I you know, <laughs> normally like, you know, laughing with his teammates or whatever. No, he was staring straight ahead. He was focused. I was standing with a photographer of ours from the Inquirer, and he said, no, he looks different than he normally looks. And I said, yeah, he does. And shoot, like I think like he just grabbed onto that attaboy Harper thing, like like Tom Brady would grab onto the smallest slight yeah, and use it to his advantage. And I think the great athletes do that, the great players in, in their sport. Michael Jordan did this, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, everyone who watched The Last Dance sort of realized like how yeah. – would grab onto the smallest he's thing. He's still that way. <laughs> and he's right. And yeah. turn it around and use it against you. Yeah. So I think that's what happened here. And, um, you know, I mean, it's it was up there for me with the homer to clinch the pennant last year. Like, for him to do that twice and then stare the guy down and afterwards talk about, like, yeah, I looked at him. Yeah, I stared at him. Yeah, I thought he, he would at least feign uh, a little bit. Of, yeah, I, I don't yeah, know what yeah. you're talking about. No, I like, did, too. Yep, I thought he'd I play it cool. And he was yeah. like, no. No, no, I looked at him and he, he didn't say he was upset. He didn't say yeah. he was angry. He didn't say, how dare he? But like, if you're going to give me that, I'm going to take it and I'm going to turn it around against you. And I mean, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's been amazing to watch. It really has. And the fit has been perfect. You know, Dave Dombrowski was talking last night about how Philly is a tough place. It's a great sports city, but it's a tough sports city and you better be prepared because you might get booed and people forget, um, John Middleton reminded me last night. People forget that Bryce Harper got booed in the first month that he was in Philly in 2019 because he didn't get off to a great start. Mm. There were a couple of games there where he struck out in big spots and he heard it going back to the dugout. And it didn't matter to him. He just sort of, you know, again, he's just sort of uses it to his, you know, to help him. And uh, he's handled everything here exactly the right way. If you had to write the script, right, of how to handle Philadelphia, if you're a high priced free agent coming no in, question. follow it to a T. Yep. Scott, you mentioned you mentioned the word Cinderella in our conversation a little while ago, and I think that is synonymous with this Arizona team they're about to face. Um, this team right now reminds me a lot of the Phillies of last year. Get waiting until the last possible day to get into the playoffs, but my goodness, hitting, pitching, running the bases—it's like, hey, we're not supposed to be here anyway. Give me your your early scouting report on this Arizona team they're about to face. Yeah, and those are the most dangerous teams, right? Yes. Young teams that have yes. not been there before, that seem impervious to the pressure, maybe because they feel like they're playing with house money. Um, you're right, they got in at the very end. Um, they kind of backed in, uh, yep. I think. I think they even lost the night they clinched, but they um, you know, they got a wild card. And I don't know if anybody necessarily looked at them when they clinched and said, you know, they could be the 2022 Phillies because they don't have the star power that the 2022 Phillies and the 2023 Phillies have, but they do have two horses at the top of their rotation in Zach Gallon and Merrill yeah. Kelly. Woo. It's lined up now for them to pitch both of those guys twice in the seven game series. Um, they've got a young player in Corbin Carroll, who's dynamic and, um, and, and, and a game changer. You know, you think of like Trey Turner's skill set and, mm-hmm you know, with the speed and the, and the power. And that's what Corbin Carroll has. You can tell Marte is a really good player. Their second baseman. Oh, I love that kid. Uh, Christian Walker can hit at first base. 
So they have some guys. Um, they have some guys you got to worry about and be careful about. Um, you know, I, I wonder whether they are the kind of a team, though, that uh, is more dangerous in a short series than they are in a seven-game mm-hmm. series. Just mm-hmm. because the talent gap, maybe from the top of the roster to the bottom, is a little bit more pronounced. Um, but, you know, they are, you know, like, for example, like after game two, you face Kelly, you face Gallon Kelly, and then the drop-off is pretty steep. Um, so, you know, but again, they're going to, they're going to come in here. Um, they're going to have to deal with the environment here. Maybe it's less, uh, less of a thing for a young team. That's just going to throw caution to the wind and say, no one expected us to be here. Let's see how far we can take this thing. The Phillies will be favored for sure. And they'll probably be heavily favored and they should be heavily favored. But, you know, I don't think you can sleep on the Diamondbacks. One of the really, really fun side angles to the whole thing, I think, is Evan Longoria. Yes. 16 years later, right, or 15 years later after the Crazy. World Series in 08, yeah. I think he's the last guy left from both of those teams. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, could this be the Evan Longoria revenge series? Like, he finally comes. I think he was held hitless in that World Series. They did a great job on him and Carlos Pena. I wonder whether he comes in here feeling like he's got some unfinished business from the very beginning of his career. So I think that's a fun one. I think that's a fun angle to have a good time with. And, uh, and we'll see, maybe he can come up with a big hit for Arizona. He's 37 years old and he's playing like a kid again. The plays he made against uh, both the Brewers and the Dodgers defensively. I mean, my goodness, you're right. That's a great story, Scott. Yeah. yeah, that's a fun one for me. Scott, good stuff, man. Thanks Thank for hopping on. We, we always appreciate you, man. We appreciate the time that you give us. And you can follow him on Twitter slash X at Scott Lauber, of course, uh, philipinquire.com as well. Scott, thanks, man. Keep up the good work. Appreciate you. Thank, thank you, guys. Anytime. Have Take a good care. weekend. Scott yeah, Lauber, kind enough to hop on. All right, Gunnar, let's hit, let's hit a break of fun. Good Philly stuff off the top, man. Let's, uh, let's come back. Uh, let's talk birds. We'll, we'll talk about some of the guys who were not at practice today. And it's not good. It's and, not good. And, and you look around the league, there's some big names not playing this weekend. There's some big-time injuries, which we'll yeah. get into all of that when we come back. Don't go anywhere. He's Derek Gunn. and Rob Ellis for Sports Take. All right, let's talk about Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group. Uh, look, knowing who to trust with your finances, it's huge. You, you, don't, you, know, you work as hard as you do, and you want to be able to be taken care of. You want your family taken care of. you got to find the right person, um, whether that's retirement planning, 401K review, insurance review, small business, trying to get employee benefits off the ground, all of those kind of things. Look, I, I, I trust Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group implicitly. I you know, turned over my IRA, my 401k rollovers to them. I couldn't be any happier. You will be too. Give them a call, 610-996-4751, 610-996-4751. Or you could email him as well, Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at Principal.com, Murray dot Jim at Principal.com.
If you own a company and you're not producing a podcast, you're missing out. The public consumes messaging when they're ready. Join the professional podcast network of companies and let Jacob Media Partners put you in the podcast arena. Come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast. Call Jacob Media right now at 267-261-3428. My name is Dr. Bruce Grossinger. And I'm the medical director of Philadelphia PRP and Stem Cell Institute. I'm reaching out to those who suffer from spine and joint pain. We use treatment methods that require no surgery, no scalpel, no drugs. Running, walking, or whatever your desires are, Dr. Groshner is where you need to come. You can benefit from the same PRP and stem cell treatment as Wilbert Montgomery. Call us now at 610-222-5675. Save at Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. What is up, Sports Take? Let's hit the like if we could, please. We would appreciate that. That's the gun. I'm Rob Ellis. We're hanging out with you. All right, Derek. So not at practice today for the Eagles. Um, Not good. Jalen Carter, foot slash ankle. Darius Slay, knee. Justin Evans, knee. And and now Quez Watkins has popped up. Um, So that's... um, you know, you're talking about Jalen Carter, who's been one of the better defensive tackles in football this year. <clears throat> you're talking about, you know, Darius Slay, who is, you know, one of your two premier corners who could potentially be out in this game. And usually if you don't practice on Friday, it's not a good sign for Sunday. Nope. Uh, Justin Evan, who's, Evans, who's been out in an area where they're already pretty thin. Um, you know, this is, an, an, this is not good. Now, the good news is Fletcher Cox was practicing. Tui Palatu. You better be after jumping around in the Phillies clubhouse last night. <laughs> you hearing anything here on, on what's going on with these injuries, d Um, Yeah, but um, I'll have more confirmation at about 115, 120. Right. Uh, Jalen Carter, freak accident, uh, had his ankle stepped on <laughs> in practice on Wednesday. Yep. Um, and so they're being very careful with that. Um, you know, none of the injuries that you're talking about, if these players should miss, are considered long-term injuries. Nick Sirianni spoke with the media today, and he basically said, you know, when, when when reporters try to get answers out of him, 
yeah, there's a possibility, but if they miss, you know, it's not considered long-term. Um, and so that's what I'm hearing as well. But in terms of who's officially out, um, I should know more than about 115-ish, 120-ish, something like that. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. But either way, you know, that was – I didn't – you know, as of yesterday, when we, again, when we sign off, we don't know who's – depending on the practice time. If they right, practice right. later, we don't know what's going on. We didn't know about Jalen Carter. Uh, yeah. it, it, apparently yeah. it happened, what, Wednesday, I guess. Yeah, Wednesday, practice. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's the that's the bummer. And that's the tough thing if these guys are out. Because here's the thing. I know it's the Jets and the Eagles are heavily favored and it's Zach Wilson. They can run the ball. Um, and, you know, Brees Hall is a guy you want to have all of your all of your studs there in the middle. And to not have Jalen and Fletcher coming back, you better hope he's 100 percent. It could be a lot on Jordan Davis, who didn't get a ton of snaps last week. And uh, and Milton Williams, too. Those guys could get extended minutes. <clears throat> Um, the Jets can run the ball, but their offensive line is, is is hurting. Yeah, which means that run game may not be as potent. And even if you have Fletcher Cox, Milton Williams, and Jordan Davis, that's still enough to stonewall that um, Jets running attack. My my concern when it comes to the Jets running attack is the outside guys cannot let Brees Hall get on the on the perimeter. Once he gets on the perimeter and turn it up. Not only is he fast, he also can lower his shoulder and, and punish people. Yeah. And let's face it, this this Eagles team is not a great tackling team. The secondary is not a great tackling secondary, mm -hmm. um, and that's my concern. If 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 the Jets try to run but run the ball between the tackles on the Eagles, that plays right into the Eagles' hands. But if they get out on the perimeter and start picking up significant yards, that's going to make that, that game a little bit closer than it should be. Yeah. Um, you look at what now I'm, I'm not telling you this is any great shakes, anything like that. But you look at the last couple of games here uh, for Zach Wilson. I'll just throw you, you know, some numbers at, at what he's done uh, of late. So he the Kansas City game, um, which was a loss. They lost 23, 20. Maybe the best game of his career, 28 of 39, 245 yards. Uh, two touchdowns, no interceptions, had a two-point conversion as well, had a 105.2 pass already. I think he'd be hard-pressed to find a better game out of him, right? I agree. So then the, the next game, which was last week against, mind you, Denver is woeful. They're, they're yeah, embarrassingly yeah. bad, and they showed it again last night. But <clears throat> he goes 19 for 26, a buck 99, completed 73% of his passes, did not have a touchdown pass, did have an interception, was sacked four times, and the passer rating drops to 78.8. Like, any way you slice it, this guy's mediocre to bad, and he's a mistake waiting to happen. And he holds on to the ball a long time, and he doesn't have a great line, too, on top of it. It's not just him. Um, but regardless of the status of Jalen Carter, this should be a game where the Eagles' defensive line gets after him and beats him up and forces him into mistakes, plain and simple. I want to see what kind of game plan Nathaniel Hackett comes up for, uh, with, with – uh... Zach Wilson, <clears throat> because I agree with you, he does hold the ball too long. Yeah. But if he's if he's closely watching the film, and especially knowing that his offensive line is not going to be a hundred percent, they've got to go to much shorter passing routes. They have the weapons to do some damage in the shorter passing routes in Wilson, Alan Lazard, and all these guys. But for some reason, teams like to play right into the hands of the Eagles defense. They want to stand back there and try to take deeper shots. Well, first of all, the cornerbacks are not playing up close bump and run. So it takes a little bit longer for that deep pass route to develop. 
number two, the longer you hold that ball, the more you're allowing the Eagles uh, edge rushers to get to you. You know, it, it's it's almost like dangling meat in front of a bunch of hungry dogs, you know. And, and I, from what I've seen of Zach Wilson over the last couple of years, once you rattle him, you got him right where you want him. You yep. got him right where you want him. He's throwing the ball too soon. He's overthrowing. He's underthrowing, throwing it away. Um, I can see the Eagles. Like I said, I can see the Eagles getting him at least four or five times on the ground and getting at least 10, 12 shots on him in a game. You hit him enough, you take him out of his game mentally, you know. And, and, and I think that's what the Eagles are going to have to do. I think the Jets are going to have to throw the ball a lot more than they run the ball. And once he steps back the pass, whether it's, it, whether it's three, five, or seven set step drops, he's going to be looking sideways instead of looking down the field where he's supposed to be looking. Yeah, I, I think early they're going to try and run it with Brees Hall, who's good. But yep. the Eagles' defense has been so good against the run. If they're able to shut that down early, then it becomes you know, making them one-dimensional and him making mistakes, not to mention – the offensive line's down about two or three pieces here, including uh, Elijah Vera Tucker, yep. Torres Achilles. He's done for the season. Uh, Makai Becton's always hurt, it seems like. Uh, so, you know, this is another opportunity for these guys to really get after him. And and, and I, I, I think, you know, maybe this could be a game that you don't sweat like we, you know, it's been way too close the last few games. Maybe this is a game where they pull away a little bit, too. I would hope so, but Rob, every Sunday has been something. Every Sunday up to this point, we've had a wow factor, and not just the Eagles, but a wow factor across the league. Yeah. You just don't know, you know, certain games the, the way they play out. You ju- you just don't know. Um, and, and if I if I'm a betting man, I bet the house on the Eagles beating this Jets team and, and beating them by double digits. But because this league is so unpredictable, and of course, it, it also comes down to who's healthy. Who's not? You know, we don't know who could go down again. As, as, as many injuries as the Eagles have had up to this point, we don't know if, if if Slay is out. What happens if Bradbury gets another concussion? Now you now you got a bunch of young kids playing on the corners. Now that benefits the Jets. If you got a bunch of young kids, if you got Eli Ricks stepping up with Goodrich and all these guys, and there's no Slay and no and, and no uh, Bradbury out there in the field, that's a different ball game. You know, um, if you lose. If if Fletcher Cox's um, back spasms flare up, you lose him. Well, now you're down possibly Jalen Carter and him in a game right. that weakens that run defense. You know, so you know I I you know Barbara Carroll's like stop it, Diga. Look, you watching our football. You know what happens? There's, you can't predict anything in, in football. You well, can't. I mean the reason the reason that your point I think is va- it's valid on a lot of levels, but just look at the way this year's played out. I mean. You know, Washington was an escape act, right? I mean, the way yeah, that game yeah. went, and and it, and it looked that was a game where the Eagles were heavily favored going in. Uh, it, it was a game last year where they ended up losing at home, right? So that was close. Um, you know, I mean, the Rams game it felt pretty comfortable, but still, mm-hmm. I mean, there was a little bit of question there in that one, which turned out to be a terrible uh, Patriots team. That was a close game. So, so yeah, I mean, a lot of these games have been close. The Eagles really haven't played quite their A game. They've been winning. That's all that matters, right? But they haven't quite played their A game where they've dismantled somebody yet. And no, no. whatever the Jets are, there is talent on the defensive side of the ball. There is. Uh, and I think what's happened is their offense has let them down so badly that the defense has been put in bad spots and overwhelmed. But but that's really what it comes down to. They've done they they have talent, which means the Eagles, I don't think offense is going to be able to just blow them out of the water right away. I think it's going to be a gradual thing where you eventually get to Wilson enough and take advantage of him, give the offense short fields and they'll cash. I mean, this could be a game too where 
we'll see if there's improvement on the on the in the red zone, which they came in as a bottom five team this year. Uh, you know, it's it's a the first the first half is going to be, or at least the first quarter is going to be a feeling out process. Um, because you don't know exactly what you're looking at on either side of the ball. And granted, every week, every team is going to throw something at you that you haven't seen in film Look up to this point, looking at all this film. So, you know, they're going to have to make adjustments. You know, Eagles have said, you know, especially from an offensive perspective, you know, every opponent has thrown something at them defensively that wasn't seen on film. It took a while to adjust and they made the adjustments. It might not have been the cleanest adjustments ever, but enough adjustments to do what they needed to do to get down the field and control the clock and put the ball in the end zone. Mm -hmm. You know, and this game is going to be the same way, you know, Robert Sala, here's another one. Robert Sala is an excellent defensive coordinator. Yes. Look at what he did with that 49ers. So you, you went Belichick, you went, um, uh, Tampa Bay's defensive coordinator. Bowles. You went both. You, you went Belichick, Bowles, Brian uh, Flores, Robert Flores. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, you went Belichick, Flores, Bowles, Bowles. and now Del you Rio. got Robert Sala. Del Rio, eh. but now you got Robert Sala. Now you get Sala. Okay? Yeah, and Sala one of the best of the best. So what wrinkle into the game? He know he knows he's going into this in a deficit. Yep. he knows that. But he know he also knows that if he does certain things dis- defensively. He can try to hopefully confuse his Eagles offense enough to keep to keep the, the scoring down low, which will give them a better chance to win. Yeah, Tone points out Raheem Morris in uh, in L.A. as well. And Raheem Morris, another one. Yep. You know, so they've faced some really good coordinators who have thrown a lot of you know wrinkles in, and, mm-hmm. and I expect the same thing this Sunday. The difference is, I would say personnel wise, this is the best group of personnel that the Eagles will face defensively up to this point. I agree. Collectively, it is. Collectively. It is. There's no yep. question about it. Yep. And you have one of the better defensive minds in the game who's moving the chess pieces. Yeah, you know, so, you know, somebody's just said in the chat, yeah, panic every every week. Not a panic. These are facts. Are you not watching the games? Are you not watching across the league what has transpired across the league? You know, I mean, it, you, you can't predict anything. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any panic, but it's funny, man. We have totally lost nuance. Like if you're if you're looking at things and you're concerned about something or you're you're being critical about something, you're a hater. If you're looking at a matchup and pointing out things that the other teams do well, you're panicking. Nobody's panicking, but understand the Jets have good personnel uh, on the defense side of the ball. As we said, they don't necessarily on the offensive side of the ball, especially the guy who's taking the snaps and the offensive line. So the Eagles' defensive line should be able to eat, plain and simple. But the other side of the ball, it's going to be a little bit of a challenge. But here's the thing, Derek, with the with the Jets' defense. And I, and I do believe like a lot of this has to do with the feed the offense. They feed off of the offense in, in a way. Um, but teams have run very well on them this year. So this could be a big swift day. You know, they, they've given up 146.2 on the ground, which is 29th in the NFL. It's second, you know, they're, they're right at the bottom three right there. They're yeah. 14th against the pass. They're 14th in points scored. So you should, Eagles offense should be able to do some things here. Uh, and the Jets offense is very pedestrian, 24th in points, 11th in, in exactly. running exactly. and 32nd in passing. But there's Quinn and Williams. There's Quincy Williams. There's Jermaine Johnson. There's CJ Mosley. There's sauce Gardner. There's DJ Reed. There's talent on that side of the ball. And it's just a matter of, you know, how much can the Eagles do here against that offense? Hey, hey, Rob, I've covered this game over four decades, bro, coast to coast. Yeah. I don't care what people think. I don't care if people agree with me or disagree with me. Yeah. You, you, you know me well. I don't. I only state facts. 
I you know, I and I'm not going to put it out there. You know, any source, any rumor, I, I'm not putting it out there unless I've confirmed it. You know, during the course of this show, I've been going back and forth with the right people across across the street at that Novacare complex yep. um, to get some information. And at about 120, I'll give you what you need to hear at 120. Okay. Okay. And I know that. Yeah. But, you know, people, the homers, I get it. Your, your fans, I get it. You know, but I'm not, I'm not, I, I don't. I don't cover the games and be home. I, I have favorites. Yes, I'm a fan of the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm a fan of Green Bay Packers. But I cover the sports objectively. Always have, always will. You know. So what people think in general, oh, you don't know what you're talking about? No, nah, nah, I have no idea what I'm talking about. No, none whatsoever. Yeah, no. I hear you. Uh, I hear you on that. Let me ask you. I, I kind of posed this to you yesterday, but, yeah. but tell, tell me what you think here. Um, it is the Jets. And the Eagles, I believe, are 12-0. and 0 lifetime uh, yes, yes. against them. They don't yep. lose to them. And we, well, for all the reasons we just stated, they have a lot of issues. You know, when Aaron Rodgers went out and everything changed, they do have Miami on deck. Do you, do you worry at all about an overlook about a look ahead as they call it? Absolutely not. Okay. And, and, and let's go back. Let's go back to the 2021 season, which was Nick Sirianni's first year. Right. And they rallied to finish nine and eight and got to the playoffs. And then you look at last season. Can you think, can you think of any particular game since 2021? And I give Nick Sirianni a lot of credit yeah. um, for coming in here and establishing his MO and, 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 and getting his veteran group of players to relay the message constantly about we're never good enough to look past anybody. Mm-hmm. Can you think of anybody in the last couple of years? That the Eagle that you felt coming out of a game, win or loss, that they looked over an opponent. No, uh, no, and I think it's one of the great traits of the coach and the and the and the leadership of the players. Like I think Nick has them ready every week. Uh, I, I think there's a checks and balances with the quarterback. I think with guys like Kelsey and Lane Johnson and Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox, I think that's how you th- things don't fall through the cracks. Like if there's anything that that maybe got past Nick it gets caught on the way by one of those guys and they just don't allow for it. And I think the other thing is when you're coming off of a, a, a brutal Super Bowl loss, yep. that's always in the back of your mind. Sure. sure. Um, so no, I, I think if they lose a game, they just lose a game and you know, mistakes happen in game or team outplays you, but I don't think it's going to be because they're looking ahead to somebody. I, I truly don't believe that. Like, I don't, I don't think we're going to have an Eagles game where you and I are going to be sitting here Monday morning saying, I can't believe the Eagles didn't show up, man. Uh, you, you saw guys uninspired and not giving effort or or distracted or whatever, thinking they could just show up and win. That's not a that's not a, a, a character trait of this team. It really isn't. You know, this is the team that is still etched in the back of their minds about what didn't we do right that cost yep. us that Super Bowl. Yep. And what do we need to do better? to get back to that point. And that starts with the uh, management at the top. And you look at how they drafted this year. Yeah. You look at the type of free agents they brought in this year. They are thinking about the bigger picture in terms of what do we need to do to get back to the Super Bowl. And we understand it's a 19-step process. And I say 19 steps because if they get that by, they only have to play two games instead of three. Mm-hmm. So it's a 19-step process. And when you have a leadership group, like a Kelsey, a Lane, a Brandon Graham, a Fletcher Cox, who will not allow these other players coming in here to think beyond the next game. That is huge in terms of a consistent focus. 
And you look at how they've approached their business. They have not looked overlooked anyone. Has it been perfect? No. But the bottom line is there's only two teams that are unblemished in the National Football League, and the Eagles are one of them, number one, because they have the depth and they have better talent than the opponents they have played. Um, and that's that's all you have to have. That's a big part of the equation. The next part of the equation is to go out and to play like every game is your last game. And they have done it up to this point. Five out of the five, four out of the five games, they've had to fight tooth and nail to get that W. You know, I would say they were really in control of the Tampa game, but they had to fight tooth and nail those other four games to get that W. And they've done it. Basically, they've done it. And now you look at players falling by the wayside. And they're still finding ways to get it done. And because they're playing a Jets team, even if they don't have certain key personnel, they still have enough depth, with which most teams don't have, to get the job done. Now, if they go into the next week's game as nicked up this week, uh, next week as they are this week, that's a different ball game. That's yeah. a much different ball game. I agree. Well said. Well said. All right, let's get a timeout, uh, Derek. We'll continue with the Eagles discussion. We will also look at uh, who's playing whom in the NFC East. So you have the Commanders at the Falcons, Giants at the Bills, all kinds of stuff with the Giants, which we'll give you. Uh, Cowboys at the Chargers. We'll look at those games, who's in, who's out in those games, who we like in those matchups. Tons of stuff to do in the NFL segment as well. Plenty of stuff in store. And the Flyers won the season opener. They're going to go 82-0, and Derek Gunn. I don't know if you heard that, but uh, <laughs> Flyers are going to run the table. All right, so we'll come back, uh, and we'll continue talking football. He's Derek Gunn. I'm Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Pro Action Restoration. They are the people that you call if you have a home, a business, or a property, and you go through the inconvenience of water, fire, smoke, mold damage. You don't really know who to turn to. It happens at inconvenient times, right? But the beauty is ProAction Restoration is on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist. I can tell you that from personal experience because it happened to me at my parents' house a few years back. I called them. I reached out to ProAction Restoration. They got right out on a Saturday, fixed the problem. Crew was professional, clean, price was right, very reasonable. Um, they are licensed, bonded, fully insured. And ProAction Restoration has been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. They will also work in conjunction with your insurance company. So again, water, fire, smoke damage, mold remediation, you name it, they can handle it. Give them a call, 610-623-3760. That's 610-623-3760 or online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, We've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Champions on three. One, two, three. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Staffing is not easy, but that's what we do every day, all day. The key to our success is storytelling, asking the right questions to find the right people. Hi, I'm Gary Kane, president of Kane Partners. We want to be your staffing partner. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. So Good Now helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student-athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you at Rafferty Subaru. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24 Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Seven with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. He's back. Far back. Hey, God. Bob Ellis hanging out with you. Appreciate you hanging out with us. We Sorry, are- man. I had to enjoy some, some Chick-fil-A nuggets my daughter just brought me. Really? With with the little little honey mustard sauce. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks. I'm sorry, but I just had a, a, a banana. Yeah, great. I had a banana earlier, but I'm hungry, it, man. You're not helping is, me. 
They're still warm, too. That's the thing. No, 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 no. Stop. Okay. I'm just saying, did you know honey mustard sauce is my favorite? Well, what kind of sauce? team guy are you? You're not a team guy, Derek. Okay. You, yeah, you're dude, not I, play, I play for the I team. What do you no. want? <laughs> There's no I in team. You're not helping Tone or I. Okay. Well, um, all right, real quick. I, I'll give the Flyers a little love. Tone, here. Tone. Gunner's a big ass kid. You're right. I am. Yes, I have no intention. Tone, you're not paying attention. <laughs> How many times do I have to tell you? I have no intentions of growing up. Thank you. What's wrong with you? I only I have to be professional X amount of hours a day. Outside of that, my time is my time. And I enjoy the fact that members of my family look at me, Rob, and go, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I enjoy that. I, right. I get that. I get what is wrong with you a lot. A lot. Tone's enjoying this. Yeah, he, he's enjoying Tone, come on on. Come on. Let's, let's, hey, come both, on, bury, come on, let's come on. both bury Gunner at the same time. Yeah, man. come on, Tone. Get up Bring here. up. Come on, Tom. Yes. Quit hiding behind the camera. Come on, Tom. <laughs> Tom, give it to him, man. He's, he's rubbing hey, listen, Gunner, I'm telling you right now, okay? Yeah. What you're not going to do, what? you're not going to continue to come on this platform that I produce, and you're not going to make sure we're well-fed. You're holding out on the snacks. Exactly. You're holding out on the baked goods. And now you're holding out on the Chick-fil-A. Help me understand. What do we yeah. do to deserve this from you? No, no barbecue coming well. our way. No Chick-fil-A right. coming our hey, way. None look. of the stuff that you... I've never, I've never eaten any of my barbecue on camera in front of you guys. You should give me credit for that. Not yet. You, you've never seen me let the sauce drip down my hand. I'm like, ah, jeez. You've never seen me do that. You want to see that? Yeah, that's you know what. what? It's a good thing I'm in Texas. Okay, that's all I'm gonna say. It's a good thing I'm in Texas. It's a good thing you are where you are because you're I, in I, one of the barbecue capitals. But at, but at some point, I'm gonna have to come see you. Okay, because yeah, you're not gonna keep holding out. That's all I know. You're not going to keep holding out. Other than that, let's get back to regular schedule program. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. Thank wait you. a minute. Wait a minute. Who, who, I had to bring wait, in the backup. What? Yes. What? what is this? Yes. 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 I bring in the backup sometimes. What Jake Frio said this should be considered a war crime. By I agree. <laughs> I agree with Jake. Jake's correct. Jake is correct there. I will um, say this. I will say this. I, yeah. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a big Chick-fil-A fan. Everybody I know loves Chick-fil-A. I'm not, but when it comes to the nuggets, I love their nuggets. But outside of everything, I'm just not. I'm, I'm not. the same. I, I, I'm the same as you. Like my my kids love it. Okay, love it. Yeah. Like for me, I'm not saying I won't eat it. It's fine. I, I I don't mind their nuggets. I like. I actually like the sauce that they have. They have their that special sauce. I don't know whatever it's called, but it's fine. I don't go out of my way to get it. Me I can tell you that. Me you know, if somebody if, if somebody's getting it, yeah, I'm I'm in. Uh, but I'm not. It's definitely not one of my favorites. I'll put it to you that way. It's okay. It's okay. See, my oldest daughter was coming by. She sent a family group text. It's like eight of us, nine of us in a family group text. Yeah. She goes, hey, I'm, I'm going to Target, then I'm going to Chick-fil-A. Who wants something? And I didn't say anything. And all of a sudden, she says, okay, I'm leaving Target, last chance. And I said, you know what? Man, my stomach's growling. I said, can you give me some nuggets with honey mustard sauce? That's all yeah. I care about. It's so good to get you through. I'm not saying yeah. that. I, I would certainly, like right now, man, I, I would do a number on them. But, I mean, it's not... You want me, yeah, I agree you want, with I agree with uh, Tina. Would, would I like, like I like Wendy's better. I like Wendy's. You know, like Wendy's burgers. Hey, let I me like tell you, chili. Yeah, let me, let me tell you something else. You want a good chicken sandwich? Mm-hmm. Popeye, Popeye's chicken sandwiches yeah. are phenomenal. You got one right around the corner. Oh yeah. my! God. Every time I go to Popeye's, I always get like the four wing pack, the spicy four yeah. wing pack. Yep. Ooh. Now, when it comes to Chick Fil A, when push comes to shove, it I'm really really hungry. The one thing I will get on the Chick Fil A menu every time. Is I love their spicy chicken sandwich with cheese on it. You know, that's it. But I'm, yeah, I like their nuggets uh, better. But I, whatever. I do. It's all, I do. It's all you good. Know. 
Um, can, we, all right, can, we so, to, can we go to commercial break? My stomach's growling. No, you can actually no. I want to torture you. I'm going to make this oh, a really man. long segment so you can't. It'll be cold by, by one o'clock. They're going to be cold, man. Oh, poor, poor guy. Hey, speaking, uh, of, speaking of which, at a 120, I've been given confirmation to 120. I'll have an update for you on uh, several things pertaining okay. to the football team. Okay, good, good. All right. All right. All right. Um, do want to give the Flyers a touch here. Uh, they win their season opener 4 2 over Columbus. I didn't realize they're seven zero and two in their last nine season openers. Even though they've been a pretty bad team, they they always seem to come out in that first game ready to go. Um, so they win. Uh, Travis Konechny, two goals. Scott Lawton had uh, two assists. Carter Hart thirty one of thirty three saves. I mentioned they were good on the penalty kill. Yeah. Look, they're not going to be good this year, but. Um, it's nice. I think it's nice for Keith Jones and Danny Briere to, to kind of start off their era here together with the win. It's got to, you know, at least I'm feeling good going into tomorrow afternoon's game in Ottawa. I am, I am excited about the new direction finally of this Flyers organization. Do I expect them to have a winning season? No, uh, because there's, there's a lot of youth movement. A lot of pieces have changed, um, but they kept the goalie. Um, and, and I love the goalie that they have. Um, but who's to say they can't slip in the back door? I like Tortorella as a, as a coach. You know, you can say what you You know how many times have I said this? Yeah. Say what you want to say about him. And he doesn't care if you like him or not, which I love. He's going to coach his way until further notice, you know, which I love. His way has shown that it, it has had a measure of success. Yeah. And he's got a nucleus of players that have no choice but to buy into what he's selling, you know. You know, you and I both, you know, we've known Keith, known Keith Jones a long time, good friend of ours, yep. good friend of this show. Uh, Danny Breer, I love what Danny Breer Classy stands guy. for. Classy guy. I love the, the, the shakeups they've made in the front office and the scouting department and things like this. I think this the organization finally has a bright future. I just hope the fan base is patient. If this fan base is as smart as I know it is, they understand like we do going into this season. This season is basically a mulligan season. We yep. find out what they are and what they are not, what they have, what they don't have. Mm-hmm. And then your team will build upon that next year. But I'm hoping they surprise a lot of people. You know, I'm, I'm hoping somehow, some way, they become one of these Cinderella stories that Scott Larber was talking about. Yeah. Like Arizona, slipping in the back door at the last minute. We, you don't know. You, you just never don't know. know. I mean, yeah. I, I I agree with you, and I think the the they have been very smart in that they've told everybody, look, we know we have a long way to go. We're working on fixing things. Like we get it, and, and we just we ask that we we yeah. ask that you guys have some patience. They're not lying to anybody. They're not trying to cover anything up. And no, they're, no. they're keeping it real. You know, it, t- it it took them too long to get to this point, but they're doing a good job of just hey, this is where we're at. It's going to be a build, and it's going to take a minute. So just just be prepared. Yeah, we, we we open a floodgate with the food. Oh yeah, stuff. we're getting all kinds we're of the food with everybody's stuff. favorite foods. My, my favorite my favorite one is where's I just uh, Steve Ike. I'm boycotting Mickey D's. Egg McMuffins should be, not be that expensive. It's ridiculous, dude. You go to McDonald's and you get an egg McMuffin, a hash brown, and an orange juice. You're talking about seven, eight bucks. And I mean, I can remember when it was like three bucks for everything. Everything, everything it's like seven, eight bucks now. I'm like, are you serious? Yep. You go, you go to Five Guys. Oh, five guys the other day with my wife. Insanely expensive. All we got were two single burgers, two yesterday, as a matter of fact. Yep. Two single burgers, two small fries. And of course, you say two small fries. They give you enough five, enough you fries. Only, you only ever five. get one. That, that, that's a, the pro tip. <laughs> Just order one exactly. fry. Yeah, you get enough. And we had two milkshakes. Yep. 
It was over 30 bucks. Easily. E easily, man. I'm, I'm like, telling you. What have we come to as a society, man? I know. It's outrageous. It really is, man. It's outrageous. And we man, can't just... stop because our lives are so hectic. These places are always packed. Five guys, McDonald's, Popeye's, Burger King. They're all still packed. Well, Nobody wants to cook fast anymore. food drive through. Like if you're if you're scrambling, just trying to get from your next point A to point B, and you don't have time, what are you gonna do, man? Like it, it's just hard. It's it, you know life. Life just gets in the way. Very few, like like all of us, are running from one thing to the next, and sometimes yes. you don't have time. It's tough. It exactly. is. I get it. You know, I love. I, and, I'm, and, and if I'm not paying attention, Robinson, because these comments are hilarious about McDonald's and some of these places. <laughs> you know, know. It's funny. These people. I love this chat. I love our chat. Our chat has some humorous people, some quick witted anecdotal people in our chat. I love it, man. You know, yeah. like I said, yeah, we got a few that we wish we could jettison out of here for good. But 98 percent of the people in our chat daily. I love. I love them going back and forth about sports. We jump on a topic, whether it's food, music. They just chime right in, man. I <laughs> I love it all, man. I love yeah. it. Um, all right. So uh, a couple things and appreciate uh, James. Appreciate you, James. Thank you. Uh, who is a uh, join has joined the crew. All right. So a couple things here, Gunner. NFC East and just turning our sights back to football here. Yeah. Um, you have the commanders at the Falcons. Now the commanders are coming off. If you remember that game last Thursday where they, they just absolutely didn't show up. Uh, yep. The bears destroyed them. Right. Yep. So uh, they're taking on a Falcons team that's in a, you know, pretty tightly contested NFC South, uh, you know, right now. I think it's, you know, kind of the way we thought it was going to be very much up in the air, right? So the, the Falcons are three and two, Tampa's three and one, New Orleans yep. is also three and two, and then, you know, forget Carolina, they're all in yep. five. Yep. So this is a game that, that Atlanta needs, and this is also a game where we're going to see what kind of what Washington's made of how they bounce back after that effort in that game. So that's, that's what I'm looking for. Like that game's at Atlanta, by the way, and Atlanta's a two and a half point favorite, which means Vegas thinks it's kind of a toss up sort of game. What, what do you think in that one? Well, um, both Ritter and Sam Howell, two young evolving quarterbacks are coming off their best games at passing games as young pros. Yeah. Um, Washington's biggest problem. And I'm shocked by this, Rob. Washington's biggest problem is defensively, which I thought would be a stabilizing force of this team, has allowed 33 or more points in four consecutive games. Yeah, You're not going to win many games like that. And, and they started out 2-0 and they've dropped three straight. And now that they have injuries, uh, one of the starting safeties, Derek Forrest, is out for at least the next four games with the fractured shoulder. And the young first-round pick, Emmanuel Forbes, man, teams have been throwing at him so much, he got benched. In the last week's game against the Bears, of all people, mm -hmm. he got benched. Um, I, if, this to me is a pick'em game because both teams, you know, right now Atlanta's tied with the Saints for first place in that division, um, and I like Atlanta just a little bit better at home. If Washington was at home, I might might have gone Washington's way, but because Atlanta's at home and Atlanta and uh, Washington's defense has been a sieve, uh, I'm shocked they've been a sieve in terms of points they've given up. I think Washington loses its fourth consecutive game. I do too. I think it's Atlanta's game. I think Atlanta's yeah. better. Uh, Ritter played better. The key for, for a lot of what they've done here is how Ritter plays. I think Ritter will play well. Um, and I think Washington loses this and they're in big trouble. I, I mean, you can almost write them and the Giants off at this point. I mean, we're, we're not quite there, I don't think, with Washington, but we're, we're right. teetering. Right. Right. So let, let's then let's advance this thing to the Giants who are at the Bills. Keep in mind the Bills are coming off a loss last week. 
where they were very self-critical of, of the effort. And, you know, a lot of people not happy uh, on their side. Giants, it's official, Derek. No Daniel Jones. Nope. No Andrew Thomas either. Offensive lineman out. Saquon, I, I was reading uh, Pat Leonard of the New York Daily News, who does an excellent job covering them. He said today at practice, Saquon had to go over to the side and get his uh, like his calf and his hammy sort of you know, do the roller on that, work on that. Like, is he going to be able to hold up in this game, man? And, you know, Buffalo's a 14-and-a-half-point favorite, and they're, they, they're home and they're angry. This does not set up well for the Giants. Here's all you need to know about this game. The Giants have given up a league-high 30 quarterback sacks in five games. 30 quarterback sacks. Oh, by the way, the Buffalo Bills lead the NFL with 21 QB sacks. Mm. What do you think is about to happen in this game? Yeah, Tyrod Taylor is going to be running for his absolute life. <laughs> it's Look, as plain as that. My it, man you know, is going to be – uh, 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 they are going to be after him big time. If, if I'm Tyrod Taylor, I'm telling the training staff, here's what I need on the sideline for this game. I need some morphine. I need some Novocaine. I need cortisone. I need some biofreeze. And when practice is over today, I'm calling my insurance company and, and up and upping my life insurance policy. So I'm, just, I'm t- this this is gonna get ugly real quick. You know, you're right. Buffalo's ticked off. They should not. Buffalo could have won that game against Jacksonville. They made some crucial mistakes in that game. Yeah. Um, they're coming. They're coming for blood this Sunday. Von Miller and that crew. Ed Oliver, they're coming for blood this Sunday. And yeah. the Giants basically are the sacrificial lambs in this game. Yeah, I I, I don't think I, – and I know, like, a Dable going back to Buffalo. Okay. Oh, so, so what? what? He's, going, he's going back to Buffalo with a, with basically a, 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 a CFL football team. Yeah. Basically is what he's doing. He has no quarterback. There's no guarantee Saquon's playing. There's no guarantee he's going to – and if he does play, one good hit on that ankle, he's out again. Yeah, I agree. I don't care how you tape it up. I don't care how you deaden it. Yeah. One good hit. One big lineman rolls on that ankle one time. And when you're running back, and they like to run Saquon a lot in between tackles. And catch and catch passes as well. And catch passes. Yeah. One good hit, one one plant of that foot, and he's back on the bench again. So you would have no Daniel Jones, no Saquon, no left tackle, no hope. Yeah, yeah. So no I yeah uh, so zero for two. All right, let's go to the uh, the third NFC East team uh, that's playing. This is the Monday night game, Derek. This is the Cowboys at the Chargers. Uh, yep. Game in LA, as I mentioned. Dallas is minus two in this game. So a couple things: uh, Vanderesh out. He's on the IR. Justin Herbert is practicing. No real issues with the thumb. No restrictions. Uh, and Austin Eckler <sighs> back. So. The, the hard thing for me with handicapping this game is Dallas does not want to go to three and three. No. They go to three and three. If you assume the Eagles win, they're back three games of the Eagles already through six games. Number one. Number two, the other thing with Dallas is I just want to see how they respond because they got embarrassed on national TV last week. They're back mm-hmm. on national TV again. The problem is I have no idea with the Chargers, like – when they show up, when they don't show up, I I don't nope. know. There's talent there for sure. What I tell what I tell you, I know, I know. You're right on. It's it this it Chargers team. Like I said, I covered this team many many years ago when Dan Faust was quarterback and they had Kellen Winslow, Charlie Joyner, yep. uh, all these guys. They never won anything. No, you know it was Air Coriel. They were always followed. a playoff team. It yes. felt like, but they were never. Yeah, I agree. Look look at when they had Philip Rivers. They had talent. Yep. What they win? Nothing. Yep. 
And now they got Justin Herbert, one of the highest paid players in the league. What do they want? Nothing. Yep. And they're going to win anything this year. Now, I will say this. Since you brought up, you said Dallas is a two-point favorite in this game? Yes. Here's the reason why I believe. Did you know that since 2021, Dallas is 9-1 coming off of a loss? Yeah. Yeah. So if you're a betting man, you want to play the Hunters, I think this is a bounce-back game for Dallas, even though they're playing it out west. I think this is a bounce-back game for Dallas. Um, yeah, they got I, embarrassed. They got embarrassed. I just think there's a big sense of urgency for them. Not that I mean, obviously the Chargers aren't. Or what are they two and two? They haven't played yeah. great either. And they're coming but, off a bye. So yeah, and then and look, advantage by advantage home advantage. I think the, the Cowboys stay out there this week. I'm trying to remember. I that's don't know a good that question. Was. That I do not know. But either way, I mean, that's not easy. And I don't know. I, this is just maybe it's me thinking Dallas isn't going to fall that far behind. I'll. I'll I think Dallas probably wins the game, but it would not surprise me if, if LA wins it. No, I, I wouldn't either, but I just think I just think Dallas is going to pin back their ears. You know, right now the uh Chargers are fifth in overall offense in the NFL and number six in passing. Right. Um I think I think Dallas's front is going to pin back his ears and make it as uncomfortable. Now I will say this though. If you leave a seam, Justin Herbert, he will step up and run on you. But he's got a protected hand. Don't forget, he's got a fractured finger on that non-throwing hand. He doesn't want to get hit on it. And certainly, if he takes off and runs, he's going to try to protect that thing. So I think the ball is going to be coming out of his hand fast and furious. Can Dallas react in enough time? You know, what kind of – and see, Michael Parsons, here's another one. You know, we we we, we law on Michael Parsons, and he's a great player. Yeah. But he shows up some games, and he doesn't show up the other game. So how is, how is San Diego going to counter to try to neutralize him coming off – and he likes to move around. He comes off the edge. You can loop around up the middle. How do you account for Micah Parsons? Defensively, Chargers have enough personnel to, to hang with this Dallas offense. You got you got Bosa. You got Khalil Mack coming. Um, you, you got enough. You got more than enough. But I just think, based on the stats, I think this is a bounce, bounce back game for Dallas. And the other thing is – with Dallas, how does Dak Prescott respond? You know, he threw three interceptions last week. Um, mm-hmm. Where's his head at right now? That's that's the other thing. I mean, this Gunner, it's not impossible for this to be his last year in Dallas. It's no, not. it's not. No, it's not. And that's why I truly believe Jerry Jones went out and got Trey Lance, number one, to send a message to Dak. And number two, they could be grooming him to be your starting quarterback next year. Now, and I do believe, I think the patience with Dak Prescott, you know, just think about it. Up until last year, Rob, Dak was a really efficient quarterback. You know, he, he didn't was. turn the ball over much. All of a sudden, last year, everything started to unravel. He got the big money. And I don't know how much guaranteed money they still owe him. But the bottom line is, Jerry Jones is not going to sit still. Jerry Jones is 81 years old. How many more years does Jerry ha- have on this planet, Rob? I agree with you. He, he's in... He's in sort of Robert Kraft mode where it's yes. like, yes, they, he's won a ton and all that, but he wants to win another one. And, and they, you know, especially a guy like Kraft who got a taste of it and what it was like, but you know, Jerry has it. The other part with Jerry is Derek, not only is he getting, old, getting older, he hasn't won in forever. No, um, no. So, 26 yeah. years, something like that. Yeah. Was it 95 or 96? Yeah, whatever. Like that. Yeah. 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 So Jerry knows clock's, clock's ticking, you know, time's running out. Um, and he wants that measure of success. And I think the biggest travesty was giving Mike McCarthy the play calling. Yes. You know, I really do. I, I believe that has been one of the biggest sticklers. You know, Dak has not been the same 
quarterback since Kellen Moore left. No. And oh, by the way, Kellen Moore is now with the Chargers. So there's a little bit of that too. You, you're going to have yeah. the offensive coordinator for the Chargers knowing the tendencies very well. Now, is is some of that kind of stuff? I think I think when a player goes to another team that they're playing, I think some of that's overrated. Like so and so is now with the Panthers, and he's going to give away all the secrets. Yeah. yeah. But I think a coach knowing all the tendencies of not only the quarterback but the offensive line, uh, he knows what McCarthy likes to do too. Yep. You know, so there there is. I think there is an advantage there. That I'm glad yes. you brought that up because that that's that's something I think. Kellen Moore was in Dallas for eight years. He basically nurtured and groomed Dak Prescott. Yeah. Who knows all the pluses and minuses of Dak better than Kellen Moore? Yep. Okay. Yeah. You don't think you don't think. Uh, Brandon Staley and all those guys have every piece of intel you could possibly have on Dak. You know, to see, you know, how do you play him? How do you attack him? You be, is it better off blitzing him front side or backside? Mm-hmm. You don't think they have all these little nuances? They, every trick in the book to try to disrupt Zach and, and make make him cough up the ball and turn it over to them. Um, you're right. Sometimes it's overstated about former coaches, former players being able to help their new teams against their former teams. But I think in this case. Uh, that's a big advantage for, for the Chargers. They have Kellen Moore uh, basically not only orchestrating the offense, but giving intel to that defense to try to defuse Dallas uh, and Dak Prescott. What you, so you look at the NFC East and you know the Eagles undefeated so far, even though you know, we'll all agree they probably haven't played their, their A game quite yet. But you know, Dallas is almost feeding right into what we thought, like McCarthy not doing a good enough job. Now he's got more responsibility. Yeah, You're seeing yeah. inconsistency on that side of the ball. Yeah. Dak, uh, you know, the turnovers rearing their ugly head with Dak. And, and, and you know, they've been dealing with some injuries now with, with uh, Van Der Esch down, yeah. uh, Trayvon yeah. Diggs down. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it's the, there's a real chance for the Eagles to, to just continue to create separation. I know they're going to play Dallas in a few weeks, whatever, but mm-hmm. – there's an opportunity there for the Eagles, especially if Dallas loses this week. Absolutely. As long as the Eagles take care of business, which I fully expect them to. You know, to me, Dallas being favored by two. What are the odds makers thinking here? They, they think Dallas. Yeah. I think they think Dallas wins the game. It's it's kind of a toss-up yeah. line, but I think they yeah. think Dallas wins. Yeah. I mean, how and, and how much how much will that finger affect Justin Herbert? Even, even though it's on his non-throwing hand, if he gets that thing hit a couple of times. How much will that affect him in terms of how he grips the ball? Right. On the, a snap on the snap. center. Take yeah, snap. man. You know. Yep. So all of that comes into play. But yeah. I can't wait to see the game. That's going to be see. a good one. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end up doing what I did last night. I watched the football game on my on my TV, and I watched the Phillies game uh, on my phone. I had the, yeah. Philly, the right here, phone was right here next to me. TV's right there. I, I did the, the opposite. So I had the Phillies on the big screen, and yeah. I had the uh, the prime game on my laptop. Okay. And I just kept going back. Dude, I might flip the script then. I'm that was uh, – we'll get into it in a minute. That was a dud. That was not an entertaining was a dud. game. And, and, and Chargers weren't as dominant as I thought they would the Chiefs, be. Although, Chiefs, yeah. I'm sorry, the Chiefs. Uh, although I will say this. The Chiefs' defense to me right now is better than it was a year ago in yeah. terms of flowing to the ball, putting pressure on quarterbacks. Uh, I've got to see them play a couple of times this year. <clears throat> you know, obviously the young players on the back end are a year older, a year wiser. Yeah. Spagnola's got these guys attacking, you know. Well, I, I, I think the other thing is, and Chris Jones last night was a man possessed. He was, oh, he was, uh, you know, he's a beast. Oh. Wouldn't you be getting that raise yes. he got? Yes. 
Man, you hope so. You hope so. I'm mean, just thinking you can do them lockdown yeah. long term. That's for sure. Um, all right. So let's come back and let's go into everything. We'll, we'll take a look at the entirety of the NFL. We'll go through six games that we think are the best games of the week uh, also. And then we're going to do our AFC power ranking. So we got a lot of uh, stop it. No, stop it. Not right. Not right, Derek Gunn. All right. Uh, Tone, we might have to, it might have to be me and you the rest of the way. That's all I'm saying. Hi, Derek. Hi. All right. I'm going to tell you about Flynn Tree Services. Yes, Flynn Tree Services. <laughs> you are brutal. Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problems that you may face. Uh, they are experts at trimming all types of trees, and they serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, as well as northern Delaware. Uh, they specialize in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. And you can go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848. 610-850-2848. Or online at FlynnTreeServices.com. That's FlynnTreeServices.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Staffing is not easy, but that's what we do every day, all day. The key to our success is storytelling, asking the right questions to find the right people. Hi, I'm Gary Kane, president of Kane Partners. We want to be your staffing partner. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. Soganow helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student-athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you at Rafferty Subaru. 
you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. For the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. We're back. Yes, we are. Oh, stop. Stop it. You are shameless. It's unbelievable. Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn, hanging out with you on this Friday. Uh, Phillies win. NLCS bound on Monday against the Diamondbacks. Eagles 5-0 awaiting the Jets. You know, let, let's soak that in for a second here, Derek. It, it, it is, we've been through enough really bad sports over the years um, that you should appreciate you know, what's going on right now, because it's, it's a fun time. You have not only an undefeated football team and a baseball team going to the NLCS hockey's now underway. Basketball's right around the corner. It's, it's, it's fun, man. It's fun right now. Yeah. You're muted. Push-ups. Dang it. That hasn't happened yeah. in a while. You um, your, your hockey team's undefeated. Your basketball team uh, has talent, but has a lot of controversy surrounding it. Um, and, and not only uh, you know, we don't even talk about the college college sports. Mm-hmm. You know, Villanova basketball is going to start soon. Looking forward to seeing what that team looks like. Yeah, you know, Temple, all these, you know, all the Big Five schools. You know, this is we're we're in like sports heaven in a lot of ways. When you think about the multitude of teams, we have all four major pro sport teams. We have a really good. Well, you include um, Union. Union is always good playoff sure. team. Sure, you know. You know, we've we've been blessed lately with a wealth of really good teams um, in this area. You know, um, and I don't think that can be taken for granted because you and I remember the dark days of when we were working at Comcast Sportsnet. There were years when everybody across the board was mediocre to bad. Yes. You know. Yeah. And so uh, now, right about that. Yeah. So so bathe bathe in the joy of the glory now of what you have because football is secular. I mean, not football. Sports is secular. Uh-huh. You know. You know. It, the, you, you're not going to see 15 years of prosperity. You know, it's going to be you know, maybe three, four, five years. He goes down to get back up, so on and so forth. Enjoy it while you can. That's what I do, Rob. I just sit me, here and I, I soak it in, my brother. I'm the same way, man. Let me give you a crazy scenario uh, Monday or Tuesday, actually, Tuesday. So the Phillies, it'll be game two of the NLCS uh, at 8.07 against the Diamondbacks. Flyers play at home at seven o'clock. Hmm. And then Mexico, Germany, are playing each other at 8 p.m. at Lincoln Financial Field. Whoa. South Philly's going to be on wow. the sports complex area is going to be on fire on Tuesday. I don't I don't miss that kind of congestion. Give yourself plenty of you. time, friends. I'm telling you. See? Down. Here we go. I don't miss that stuff. See? I don't miss that one iota. Battle in yeah. traffic. Oh no. I'm I'm good. I yeah, got hey, you. If you go, if you go, have fun. Enjoy. I don't I'll know if I'm able to pull yeah, I don't know if I'm able to pull that yeah. one off. Uh, we'll I see. live vicariously through you, my friend. Yeah, yeah, I got you. All right, let's. Uh, so real quick, and we kind of touched on it last night, or last night's game. But Chiefs beat the Broncos nineteen to eight. Kansas City goes to five and one, despite you know dealing uh, with some injuries and some other things. Broncos go to one and five. Mahomes not happy with his play. Really credit the defense for doing what they did. Uh, Kelsey yeah. had a good game, and you know he Taylor was, was there to enjoy every second of it. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, Sean Payton calls a timeout at the end of the second quarter, which made no sense from his standpoint. 
Um, he thought it was third down, and it was, but it was fourth down. He yeah. he, he was off. So then Kansas City, you know, gets the ball after the punt. They had, they had an extra timeout to use. It ends up setting up a 60-yarder by Harrison Butker, which he got. Um, You know, in a game that was relatively close, that's three points that basically Sean Payton helped give them. Uh, He's done an awful job. Yes, he he has. No other way to put it. Yes, he has. Man, it it has been. You know, And you know what? There's some bad karma going on. Ever since he made that comment about Nathaniel Hackett, it's been bad karma. He's making mistakes. He didn't – you never heard him about him making – down in New Orleans, even when the team was going bad, you know, some of the things he's doing now, obviously he can't motivate this team. They got one of the worst defenses. Wait, what the worst defense in the league? Yeah. I never thought Denver would ever come close to being the worst defense in the league. Never. What did we say yesterday? They're giving up like 450 yards a game. Yeah. They, they, they stink. I mean, they stink. They're historically bad. That's how bad they are. I mean, it's it's awful. I'll pull you up their numbers while you while we're talking about it here. But Jeez. they're um, yeah. So in terms of yards per game uh, allowed, let's see. All right, they're number one. They're giving up four hundred and forty yards per game. Four forty. You know what's shocking? You know who's number two? Who? Pittsburgh. What? Pittsburgh is this is again total yards per game three eighty nine point four for Pittsburgh. A Steelers defense? Mm-hmm. I'm shocked. Yeah. You know that's not sitting well with Mike Tomlin. You know this is eating him up. No, but but here's the thing. On top of the total yards, Den- just go back to Denver for a minute. They're also giving up the most points in football at 33.3. This is a defense through most of last year that was Jeez. excellent. It was a top five in terms of yes. points allowed and those kind of things. Yes. And I know they got rid of some pieces, but uh, Sean Payton's done a horrible job. There are rumors that – the players can't stand them already. There, uh, I saw Damian Woody on ESPN last night saying yep. that he and w- Russell Wilson are just not a fit. Wilson likes to throw the ball down the field, yep. whereas Peyton likes the quick out stuff that he did with Breeze. Breeze and, yep. and just nothing's nothing's meshing right now with these guys. <clears throat> um, so it was it wasn't just Nathaniel Hackett then. Um, and Denver's brain trust has to be sitting behind closed doors. What in the world have we done? We mortgaged our future getting Russell Wilson here. We mortgaged our future training for Sean Payton. And this thing is just as bad. No, correction. It's worse than it was last year because of what you just said. At least the defense kept them in a lot of games. <coughs> the defense well, real quick. Even... So Dynasty says yeah. it's misleading because they gave up 70 to the Dolphins. Okay. They gave All up right. 70 to the yeah. Dolphins. It up, wasn't yeah. like some other team came in there and gave up 70 wow. to the Dolphins. They gave up 70. Therefore, that goes on their record. I, I mean, did, did, did you see him giving up anything close to 70 points in 2022? Right. No. So why all of a sudden is it misleading? You got you got select 70 points. 70 points. When yeah. was the last time 70 points were scored in an NFL game? That's like Alabama playing Troy. You know, one yeah. of those schools. Yeah. You know, when, when, when have you seen 70 points given up in an NFL game? I think it was like the 60s was the last time. I'm pretty sure. I think it was it was like maybe the Redskins in the 60s. I'm telling you, it was it was a long time. But anyway, yeah, and the point is, I, I don't want to sit here and harp on, on Denver. They're they're obviously a train wreck. Kansas City is, is I, I, I liken them a little bit to the Eagles right now in that they're still winning. And I know they have one loss. They're still winning. 
but they're not all the way there yet with the Ray game. And part of that no, is they're incorporating no. a lot of younger receivers yep. and, you know, Mahomes is kind of getting those guys up to where they need to be. He's also yep. forcing some things. He's doing some yes, uncharacteristic things. You know, you've seen a couple interceptions from him. You don't usually see. I'm seeing, and I'm also seeing his collection of receivers are pedestrian. Like they don't have a game changer, right? You know, Darius Tony has not been that guy. Um, they got the young kid, what Sky Sky Moore? Sky Moore. Um, they've been talking up all summer about being that next really good one. I haven't seen that happen with him yet. Yep. And maybe they're still evolving in that regard. <clears throat> but Kansas City is that team, like the Eagles, except for that first game against Detroit. They'll find a way to beat you. It may not That's look pretty. I, it, I agree. It may, it may not look pretty. Mahomes, right now, you know, before last night, Mahomes was seventh in the league in passing yards. Right. You, know, you think about the last three or four years, the man's always one or two. Mm-hmm. He's seventh right now. So that yeah. tells you. That offense is not where it needs to be right now, but they're winning. They won five in a row. Yeah, this is what Kansas City does. Yeah, yeah. and they and they last night they uh, Justin Watson, who's one of their receivers, he dislocated his elbow uh, last uh, night. They, yeah, they're dealing with some stuff, man. There's mm. there's no question about that. So anyway, they, they go to five and one. Broncos go to one and five, and it, and it's just a matter of time, Derek. So the speaking of the Broncos. We talked about this a little bit yesterday, but uh, all reports point to them re- just straight up releasing Frank Clark. He, he's he's going to be shown the door. If I was Frank Clark, I'd be ticked off. Number one, he came in here for like five and a half million. Right. Then they restructure him to free up one point seven million. So he gave that money back basically, and then he cut. And it. then he gets bounced. I know. I'd be man. ticked off, man. That might be something just- the NFLPA might have to look into. I agree with you. I I, I think he should be recouped, whatever that difference was um hey they want to cut him you cut him but he should get that back because you know he agreed to it thinking it was going to keep him there yeah. and, and, it, now, and it isn't now granted he only played in two games i don't know what his injury is but he's only played in two games yeah um but still first of all you got him at a bargain basement price secondly you got rid of Grant, uh, randy gregory and Frank frank clark two proven players on defense mm-hmm. on a defense that's last in the league in a matter of days i know are you kidding me and what, yeah, what were you doing in the offseason, even signing him for that? Matter? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of mistakes there for sure. All right. So we know officially, Derek, that Deshaun Watson out. He will not start. PJ yep. Walker. They, so they're going to go with him over the young kid, uh, Dorian uh, Thompson Robinson. They're, they're going to go over. Go with PJ Walker. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, I like yeah. him. Yeah. I don't think he's quite there ready yet for the, no. you know, but I like him too. Um, you, but you're yeah, they go with PJ Walker loose. Against the 49ers defense. That's maybe we don't want to get the kid killed. That might be what that is. You know what I mean? That if might I'm be PJ, saving Dorian, uh, <laughs> you know, a beat hey, down. Hey, if, know, I'm, if, if I'm PJ, I'm like, hey, man, I didn't ask to play in this game. <laughs> you know, I, you, you now heard me complain about not playing. Yeah. Why you want to <laughs> throw me in here this week? <laughs> I'm good being third string. No, it's I'm no good. problem. Yeah, yeah I, I like the no clipboard. Yeah. yeah. I'm still um, making seven figures. I got no problem with this. Exactly. Yeah, I that's gonna be oof. but the, the problem they're having now is it, it, Watson's been cleared medically, but he says that he can't, you know, really rip throws. He can't make some of the, you know, like sideline out route hard, you know, just let it rip kind of throws. <clears throat> they're they're it feels like the Browns are kind of like, dude, we need you. And he's sort of like, I'm not ready to go. And this one could get interesting because he ain't going anywhere. It's all guaranteed, baby. 
Well, I think there are times when a player has to protect himself from the decisions of an organization. Yeah. Historically, um, I can't tell you how many times you, you, you hear about how uh, a GM or a coach talk to the trainer and say, hey, look, get him ready. I don't care what you have to do. Get him ready. We need him this week. And players go out there, play, and, and injure themselves worse. Um, in, in this case, if Deshaun says he can't zing it the way he wants to, I'm going to side with the player, especially in a game like this. You want me to go out here and play at 75% against this defense that's coming in? Are you kidding me? Now, look, I, I'm always willing to take 114, but, I mean, let's be realistic here. Mm-hmm. i, I got to have a fighting chance against this defense. Mm-hmm. And if I don't feel like I can wing it, I'm not going out there because what will happen if he does worse damage to it? Now he's on yeah. IR for at least four games. That's a great point. So, Yeah, that's a great point. Um, all right, beyond that, uh, we mentioned with the Giants, there's no Daniel Jones in that one. Um, I thought this was I thought this was pretty interesting uh, and good news. So we all know what's going on, you know, Israel and, and Palestine, yeah. Hamas and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Alex Anzalone, uh, who is a linebacker for the Lions, yep. his parents were on vacation yeah. in Israel, like a, a religious uh, vacation, visiting you know like various places. They were they were stuck in a hotel when all the bombing and a lot of stuff started going down. Now, thankfully, they got out of there and they're home now. They they uh, they make their home in Florida and they got back. But he was admit you know I, I, understandably very very distracted and very upset you know throughout the throughout this week. Uh, but he's they're good to go. That's scary stuff, man. I don't want to get into a whole political discussion here, but it's yeah, scary I, stuff, I, I don't ever want to be in a situation where I'm not, not only stuck away from home, but stuck in another country when some civil uh, you know, unrest occurs. Yep. You know, because we've seen some of the stuff that happens, the atrocities that go on in those countries. And I'm glad he got I'm glad he got back home because there's uh there are a number of people, America is included, that were there that won't be coming back home, unfortunately. Correct. But I, I don't want to get into the whole thing because um, I just hope this comes to a peaceful resolution because a lot of innocent people have been hurt already by this. Yeah, I well said. Well said, man. Um, all right. So uh, you, you sent this to us in, a, in one of our group texts last yep. week, but then you followed up. Brock Purdy. Yep. Um, Yep. So the, the, the cost of living is is such in in northern Cal Southern California, Northern California, you know, it's bad in both places, right? But he's in Northern California, obviously, the San Francisco area. That he has a roommate <clears throat> that he drives like an old, what was it, a Toyota, I think? An old Toyota, Toyota Sequoia. Yeah. yeah. Um because now what he makes compared to what most of us make is a very nice salary. Yep. However, you know, it's it's still pretty pricey where he's at. So um, to try and save money, that's what he's he's getting by on right now. Uh, he's making eight hundred and seventy thousand, but it just tells you how insane rent is and how insane it is to buy a house in the San Francisco area. That the starting quarterback of the Niners has a roommate and drives an old Toyota. It's just a <clears throat> perspective. A, a, a one a one thousand square foot house. In the San Francisco area, starts at like eight hundred fifty thousand. That's all you need to know. Eight hundred fifty thousand. God Almighty! You know, here where I am, something like that, you might go for two hundred. It starts there, like eight fifty. Who in the world can afford to live there? I don't blame Purdy. You know what Purdy reminds me of? Uh, Coy Detmer. Yeah. Yes. Coy Detmer used to go Toothbrush. on Rodeo. 
What? He would go to Walmart before every road trip and get a T-shirt, maybe a pair of jeans. And you see all these players stepping off of planes with Gucci luggage, $3,000 suits. My man got off with that scraggly beard, got off. He didn't have a brown paper bag with his clothes in there. That was. Yeah. You think I'm kidding? There was no luggage. It was a, like a brown paper bag he would have a change of clothing in, which was T-shirt, pants, and, and if it was the wintertime, he'd have a jacket on, like a bomber jacket or something. Coy didn't spend a lot of money on clothing. He saved yeah. his money. Yeah. You know, and this sounds like Brock Purdy to me. You know, hey, kudos, man. You know, you figure he's making, what, eight seventy. So after taxes – Entertainment taxes for every city he plays in, agent fees. He might make a little under four hundred thousand, which is still good money by everyday standards. Sure, but sure. In living in that area, look, if I can get a roommate, you know, he has no wife, he has no kids. Mm-hmm. If I get a roommate, especially a, a teammate, yeah. I'm saving every dime I can get. I'm not. Yeah, I, I don't blame him one day. Hey, good yeah. for him, man. He doesn't need to live large. That's yeah, good. No. And he'll be fine. He'll be good with his money too, especially when he gets that new contract, which is going to be coming soon. Yes, it is. Uh, did you see, um, you know, we, we can relate to this for sure, but Pat McAfee is paying Aaron Rodgers more than a million dollars to make a, to make weekly appearances on his program. I thought I, initially I thought they were, he was doing it because of the boys. But uh-huh. when you think about the contract McAfee got from ESPN for that show, a million dollars is nothing. Well, think about the headlines that that Rogers creates on that show. Yes. Whether you agree with the things Rogers says or not, and I don't agree with everything he says for sure. Right. But it is. But that just puts you know things into crazy perspective, man. That that, yep. that a million dollars to to do a weekly twenty minute hit on on this. It's crazy the kind of money that's being thrown around. You know hey, and. Look. Look, God bless them. They, I'm sure that it's it's paying off for them. But I, I also see the other end of it is your producers making forty thousand a year getting canned at ESPN. It's it's, it's yep. a tough tough thing to sort of justify in your head. You know, no, it is the, uh, the disparity in in pay. Um, I've always said is very unfair. I think the people behind the scenes don't get enough uh, accolades for what they do. And I'm talking about, you know, the Chiron operators, the camera operators, directors, producers, <clears throat> CG people. They don't get enough enough credit. And usually when you start budget cutting, they're the first ones to go in, in waves, more so mm-hmm. than on-air talent. Without those people, you don't have on-air shows. You know, the research department who, who, who make on-air people look, you know, a whole lot smarter in a lot of ways. You know, they're lucky if they're making 30, 40,000 a year. Yep, and in, in in today's economy, that's that's considered close to poverty and working you know? really tough hours too. Yeah, nights, you know, weekends, uh, ungodly hours. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, it's a, it's a shame that they aren't taken care of better. Now, sometimes you you get like a lead producer or director, depending on what market they're in or what network, they make a good living. You know, yep. they make good six figure livings. Mm-hmm. But all the other people, when you see credits roll, you know, CGs and all this stuff. Uh, floor directors, they don't make that kind of money. No, you know? no, they don't. It, and it's really, it's really sad how, how, how that has played out. Yep. All right, let's dig into some of the games of the week here, D Gun. Games, uh, games of the week. Games of the week. All right, we'll start with uh, the London game. All right, mm. that's where we'll begin here, and uh, that is the Ravens and the Titans. Ravens going to three and two. Ravens did not play well last week and <clears> lost <throat> the game that was. Um, 
eminently winnable uh, against Baltimore. And they lose that game, or against Pittsburgh, excuse me, and lose that game, moves them to three and two. Titans are two and three in in, in a division that's, you know, doable, uh, to say the least. Baltimore is a four-point favorite in this one. Um, You know, Tannehill, two touchdowns, five interceptions. Derrick Henry has not been the same guy that we're accustomed to. <clears throat> Although DeAndre Hopkins has had a nice season for them so far. But um what do you what do you think in this one? Now keep in mind too, Odell Beckham uh critical of his own play, saying he needs to get better, but it feels like he's constantly coming off the field with, with various type of injuries. Um the Ravens have been a hard team to figure out. They've been an either or team every week for the past several weeks. I'm shocked that Pittsburgh held them to 10 points because they have enough weapons to, to accidentally put up mid-20s in points. I think John Harbaugh is going to have his guys ready. I just think uh, Tennessee is this middle-of-the-road team. As long as they stay committed to Tannehill, that's exactly what they're going to be. Um, I, I like Baltimore to cover the spread in this game. I, I, I really do. Yeah, I, I don't, I'm not a believer in Tennessee at all. No, no, I, I no. really don't. I, I just don't believe in them. Oh, I, I, I wanted to get this. To, I don't know if you saw this because I was I was watching all the Phillies pregame and all that other stuff. I wasn't watching um, NFL Network or anything like that. But did, did you see Steve Smith went off on Jerry Judy? Yeah. man. What was that about? Jeez. Um, so, you know, the just oh, by the way, up, before you continue. Um, yeah. Just to confirm, uh, and I've been sitting on this for. Oh, a while. sorry. Yeah, we might. Yeah. One, that is one twenty. Um, sorry about that. Yep. Yeah. Um, Darius Slay and uh, Jalen Carter will not be playing Sunday against the Jets. Um, Darius Slay had an injection in his knee for his knee issues, um, but it, it's not going to be where he's able to go on Sunday. Uh, Jalen Carter got accidentally stepped on in practice on Wednesday. His ankle. Um, and Nick Sirianni had alluded to it today in his press conference as a possibility both mo- both players might not be able to play. And so it's it's official. Neither one of those two will be wow. playing on Sunday against the Jets. Okay. So just, just to reiterate what Derek is yeah. reporting, no Darius Slay with the knee, no Jalen Carter who was stepped on yesterday in practice. So that's two really key defensive cogs who will not be playing for the Eagles against the Jets on Sunday. All right, Derek, right. Good, good info. Uh, yep. Good info there. Uh, all right, so oh, we're we're back to what I was saying. So, um, so Steve Smith prior to the game, uh, he's doing a hit. He said, I, "I I hope today that you actually show up in a way that you haven't shown up in the last couple of years since they drafted you." And then, ouch! Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, like no punches pulled. Um, and then he went on. He was on the uh, Cut to It podcast, and he said, uh, "I called out to him because on my podcast, uh, I've I've talked to you guys." That, that, that maybe not shown up about some guys who maybe haven't shown up in a way or a manner. And the word that I've used to describe them in the past is Jag, just a guy. And so when I saw him, he's playing well. And I wanted to say to him face to face, Hey, I know I've said some things in the past. I probably shouldn't have. And I'm sorry. So anyway, but whatever. I mean, that that's kind of where it's at, but um, wow. yeah. And he, but he, that's what I wanted to say to him, but his response to, Mike Garofalo and Bucky Brooks was ninja. I'm using the word ninja. I'm just using the word ninja. I don't mess with you. Uh, and it was a curse word. I, I don't know, whatever. I, I don't want to get into the whole thing about it, but uh, right. so anyway, that that's 
that's where it's at. We've seen this now lately where certain guys are, are, are going off on certain guys. Um, you know, Rodney Harrison destroyed Zach Wilson, you know, whatever. I mean, look, it makes for compelling TV. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Um, and there have been guys, you know, a guy like Judy has underachieved. It felt like with Rodney Harrison, it was a little bit more personal with Zach Wilson, but you know, who knows? Um, anyway. All right. Back to the, to the next game we're looking at here. Uh, Seahawks and Bengals. Seahawks are playing very well right now. Okay. And, okay. uh, the Bengals have struggled, but they played good last week. <clears throat> we think of that one. Uh, see uh, the, uh, that game's in Cincinnati, by the way. Well, uh... Here's the thing. Seattle is a good team. But the fact that, that Cincinnati woke up last week, um, now now I'm you know, we we talked about this earlier this week that we felt that the Cincinnati team looked like the Cincinnati team we thought it would be. Right. And I just I I wanna bet, I wanna say Seattle goes in there, but Cincinnati's at home in this game. And they finally got a taste of what they're supposed to look like. Yeah, I like I like Cincinnati at home against Seattle this game. To be honest, I kind of do too. Um, I, you know, I think Cincinnati's the more desperate team. I think Cincinnati realizes in that division they got to get their act together. Um, yeah. And I just think what we've seen in the early weeks, and maybe Burrow's a week further along with the, with the calf, and it's getting better. I do too. I like Cincinnati. I agree with you. Um, you know, it feels like a Cincinnati game. To me, J- J- Jamar Chase against that defense and Seattle's defense got some talent over there. Yes. Jamar Chase um, had a huge game last week. What did he tell? What did he say the week before? I'm like 7 11. I'm always open. Yes. My goodness. Was he, he open was last fans? week? Yeah. Last week. Um, yeah. And I just think that this is where I thought it would happen last week when Cincinnati lost the game, but uh, two weeks ago. But that Cincinnati team. Looked like the team I thought was going to be a thorn again in both Buffalo and Kansas City side when we start talking about potential yeah. playoff matchups. Yeah, if that Cincinnati team is back finally, I don't th- I don't see Seattle going in there and winning a game, and I think it's going to be a good game. I don't think it's going to be a blowout because Seattle has a lot of talent. Geno has played very well. I just think Cincinnati gets that W at home. Yeah, they're so Cincinnati's two and three right now, uh, which they reside in last place in the AFC North. Pittsburgh's three and two, Baltimore's three and two, Cleveland's two and two. So, yeah, Cincinnati needs to start kind of climbing back. They've done this before uh, where they dug themselves a hole, but they're climbing back for sure. All right. uh, Beyond that, 49ers, Browns, we kind of touched on this. This could have been a game if Watson had played. And that it's not going to be much of a game. So we, we I think we, we could all agree, even though the game's in Cleveland, that the Niners put it on them. Would you agree with that? Yeah, it, it's going to be like it's going to be like David versus Goliath, you know, yeah. in this game. I will say this though: Cleveland has a very prideful defense. Yeah. Cleveland has one of the best offensive lines in the game. Right. But you got to be able to throw the ball against this 49ers defense to have some kind of balance. How did it work out? How did it work out for Dallas? Not too yeah. good. How did it work? Dallas had eight. eight How's it worked out for anybody so far? Not too good. Yeah. No. Dallas had eight first down against downs against the 49ers defense in a 60-minute football game. Yeah. Yep. And and who's quarterbacking for, for Cleveland? PJ Walker? Yes. Ain't gonna look good, man. Not gonna look good. 
Not going to look good. Yeah. Um, all right. So beyond that, uh, this one, interesting. Minshew steps in there for the Colts. Anthony Richardson's out against the Jaguars. And again, you look at the uh, the South here. Jacksonville, three and two. Indy, three and two. Uh, the Titans and the Texans both two and three. Very tight division right there mm. uh, with those teams. That game, This game is in Jacksonville. Jacksonville's after a slow start, has won their last two. Indy's done a nice job overall with, with maybe not the best talent in the world with Shane Steichen. Props to him. But this is going to be Minshew in this one, not Anthony Richardson. I like yep. Jacksonville here. What do you think? Well, let's see. Jacksonville, they're 2-0 and in London. Um. They're two. Okay, so so they're two and zero oh in London, and they they've won one game at home. Uh, I'm sorry, they lost one game at home. Um, I I, I can't. I, I'm so impressed with this this Colts team. You know, they're, they're not a star-studded team, but they're a scrappy team. Yeah. You know, and Jacksonville has by far superior talent, but because Shane Steichen has these guys believing in them, it, and and the Colts are two and zero oh on the road. They play better on the road than they play at home. Mm-hmm. But when it comes down to quarterback play and, and overall talent, I look, you look at Jacksonville's collection of receivers compared to the Colts. I'm with you here. I got to take Jacksonville at home in this game. Okay, but I, right. it, it, it's it's it. I really have to think about it because I do think the Colts defense can stand up to this uh, Jacksonville offense. But I just think in the final analysis, Jacksonville has just a little too much for them. Saints, Texans, I, I mean, look, New Orleans uh, is right there in play to win that NFC South, and I think the Texans have done a better job than we thought uh, they would also at two and three so far. Um, you know, I, I think ultimately this is probably a New Orleans game, but uh, D'Amico Ryans has done a good job, and they seem to play everybody close, the Texans. Yeah. They hang. They don't usually lay down. Um, To me, New Orleans' offense has been a dud. Uh, and I had so much high hopes with Derek Carr in there and with the weapons they have. They got Alvin Kamara back. And yet this this Saints offense is only ever, can you believe this? The Saints offense is averaging 289 yards a game. When have you ever heard of a Saints offense averaging less than 350 a game? Right. Yeah. Two, 289 a game? Teams accidentally get 300 yards a game. They're mm-hmm. 289 and they're scoring uh mm-hmm. 19 points a game. Mm-hmm. Um I like where this Houston team is at. I like the fact that they seem to be buying in to what, um, you know, D'Amico Ryans is selling. Um, I don't think New Orleans can continuously rely on its defense, its fourth-ranked defense. Their defense has only given up 15 points a game. I think this is a young, hungry Houston team. I'm rooting for you, D'Amico. I'm taking Houston at home in this game. All right. Uh, Hey, George Kittle was fine for wearing the Bleep Dallas T-shirt. How much was he fine? And, and he said uh, he'd do it 100% again <laughs> and eat the fine. That, dude, that dude's missing a few marbles, man, yeah. I'm telling you. The fine, uh, that we don't know officially, but it's it's likely $10,927 for, for displaying a personal message. Uh, but he also got an unsportsmanlike, so it could go, go up to $13,659. Uh, <laughs> got a random number, but that's what it what? is. What thirteen thousand six fifty nine? Yes, I, who knows? I don't know how. Okay, so you get now. We know how hard we know how hard, how hard football players' money is to come by. He he just came out and said I'd do it again. Yes, already. Yes. So that means if they if they meet again in the playoffs, 
he's going to get fined again. Mm-hmm. So um, he don't care. This dude, he's a different breed, man. He don't care. Yeah. These guys does. don't care. There's some people that covet that dollar because they know how, how hard it is. To get. He's going to be him no matter what. Yes. Yeah, he's different. He and that's different. all right. He's like me. Yes, he's I don't like care you. What, I don't care what you think about me. First of all, I dare you to find anybody that has anything negative to say. I've treated people wrong, right? I'm gonna uh, be you? me, Rob. Never. I'm gonna be me, Rob. I'm gonna be I've me, never. Man. I have. I, I'm honest to God. I have yeah. never heard a bad word about Thank you. Thank you, my brother. Same that's, with you. I've never heard a bad word about you. That you know is honest why? to God. The truth. Because that's how we are. We, we we treat people like we want to be treated. That's exactly right. It's the easiest Even, thing you can do, and you, and, and you can control your attitude. You can control your effort. You can control yeah. the way you treat people. Um, even even people that are absolute bleep holes. You know, you know, what I'm talking about. There's some names that are at the top of my list, yeah. but um, I treat people like I want to be treated, man. And Kittle's Kittle's gonna be him no matter what. You know what? You don't like me? Too bad. That's your problem, not mine. Uh huh. If uh-huh. that was me, I'm like, man, I just got hit for thirteen thousand dollar fine. It would it would hurt me, man. It, it would me, hurt man. me. It would wound me. Yes. What? What? Tone says he's got a few bad words about you. Good. Lol. Good. Lol. He's kidding. I know you. He's just uh, mad. He's just mad because of because this. you're rubbing it in. Exactly. That's Would it why still smell good, Tone? Matter of fact, as soon as we go to the next commercial break, I'm going to dip one just for you in this honey mustard sauce. Hold it up and say this is for the brother who couldn't be here today. Here we go. Straight out of Cooley High. <laughs> um, all right. So remember we, we like, talked about how James Harden for about five minutes has played nice. You know, we, we, wait, wait, wait. Uh oh. What do you mean? What do you mean five minutes? We, but we said it was only a matter of time before he starts. Uh oh. Okay. Uh oh. So he he was at practice today. Okay. And not, you know he was he just honestly sat down and gave his assessment. He said, uh, "When I got traded here, my whole thing is I wanted to retire a Sixer. I wanted to yep. be here and retire a Sixer. And the front office didn't have that in their plans." He went on to reiterate that the uh, the damage is done. The the you know the relationship cannot be repaired, and he expects a trade. Uh, he will play in the final preseason game and <clears throat> and you know ramp up for the regular season. But he wants out, and he doesn't believe that he was treated uh, right or on the upright by the team. Why is, why is he here? Why is he here? To not get fined, to not lose paychecks. There's a possibility he could be playing for the Sixers. Yep. So you put that back out there again. You've created unnecessary tension. Why, why would you? Why? You've been around the league enough, man. You you know what to say and what not to say to the media. Mm-hmm. See, to me, he's still trying to force the Sixers' hand is what he's trying to do. Yeah. You know, but by doing so, what if they trade you to – I've said this before. What right. if they trade you to a team you don't want to go to? Are you going to pull the – I'm not going there. Then you handcuff them again. You want it out. They got you out. They couldn't get you where they wanted to go because guess what? The Clippers didn't want you. Right. Phoenix didn't want you. So you just want to be traded. They're trying to trade you. Yeah. And if you pull the stance and I'm not going there, then you're stuck here. That's the thing. I mean, that's the thing he's always misinterpreted. It, it, it's not like there's a robust market out there for him. There's not. No. There's not. If there was, no. he would have been traded. I really don't think Maury's asking price has been insane. I don't. I just don't think teams want him. Um, yeah, eventually I think he gets moved, but it's just they're not going to give him away for nothing. Um, so that's where that's the latest there. I wanted to, to throw that out there. Um, I did want to touch on one more game, Derek, because I think this is a good game. I think it's actually a really good game. 
Lions okay. and the Bucks. Lions Ooh. have won three straight. Ooh. Tampa's three and one. They're coming off a bye. Um, both teams playing pretty good football this year. And I, I think this this could be a good one, a really good one. And this game is uh, let me see, I think it's in Tampa. It is um, in Tampa. But this this is going to be a fun one this week between these two. So this is uh, it's in Tampa. So and, and Detroit's a three point favorite. That's it. Yeah, just the three. That's it. Well, be, probably because they're on the road. I don't think there's any way, shape, or form that the Bucks can score with Detroit, and Detroit's defense can can stand up to uh, the Bucks' offense with uh, Baker Mayfield under center. I don't think as good as that Bucks defense is. I don't think they can shut down Detroit all day. I really don't. I don't. I think Detroit wins this wins this game handily. I really do. Do you? Okay. I think, I think it's I a little bit closer. Like, yeah, I think it's a little like closer. 10 points. I like a ten point game. Goff's had a great year. They get by the way. They get Amon Ross St. Brown back. So last week, this week, th- this this week, they get him back. Oh heck yeah! Ten point win. 10 point. They yeah they they so last week without him, they scored forty two against Carolina. Not that Carolina is great, but still that's impressive. Um, and wow. David Montgomery's running really well for Detroit. That was a nice pickup by them, even though, you know, we're glad to have Swift here for sure with the way that he's played. But, um, yeah, so they're Detroit's playing very, very well. We'll see. I mean, it's another, another big game for Tampa at home. Eagles obviously beat them at, at you know, in their place, but, uh, yeah, Quez Watkins, according to Ian Rappaport dealing with a hamstring injury, still being evaluated. It's expected to be out this week. We'll see about his long-term prospects. Jeez. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Man. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. All here's what's happening here. Not that he's given them anything this year, but the, and it's like, I'm not blaming him, mind you. I'm not calling him soft. I, I, I'm not questioning the validity of the injury. I'm just saying the more time that he's not there, the more chance he's not an Eagle uh, going forward. Mm you know, maybe after this season, because not only has he not really produced, he's been off the field now a lot this season. I would be shocked if Quez is a Philadelphia Eagle in 2024. Yeah. Um, For whatever reason, he opened his mouth and I said, okay, Quez, I hear you. Let's see it. To me, it's the same old Quez from a year ago. Same old dude. You know, and I can't get that one play out of my mind. Where he ran, he got that last week. Yeah. Instead of turning it up, he goes to the sideline, turns the shoulder, and loses yards. And you see, the, you see the animation on Sirianni's face. That was an automatic first down. All he had to do was stick his foot in the ground and turn up. Automatic first down. They end up kicking a field goal because this dude did not hit the hole where he was supposed to. It was blocked up perfectly, and he didn't hit the hole. I think that's it. I think that's yeah, they're going to keep him for this year as an insurance right. policy. But I think. He is gone, gone, gone after this year. Yeah, I think so too. Um, yeah, he had, certainly for a year that was supposed to be sort of a revenge tour for him, it, it, at least early, it hasn't played out that way. You know, it's a shame because they obviously you you could use that speed, man, um, and his ability to stretch the field, but it just has not been there uh, in the least. All right, let's get a timeout. We'll come back. Uh, end of the show, we will give our Eagles predictions. Tone will jump on with us for that. End of the show, we'll give the Eagles predictions, how we think the game is going to play out. Yeah, Tom. I have a question for him. We'll talk about it when we get back. But the question? Yes, these are nuggets. No, yeah, yeah. that's not oh. the question. Oh, I'm um, sorry. I'm sorry. Between the Phillies game last night, the yes. Thursday night football game. Yes. Did you happen to see what happened in, in the Houston West Virginia football game? 
I heard about it. How, uh, how they lost in the last, how West Virginia lost last play again. Yeah, I heard talk about, about it. it when we get back. It yeah. was crazy, crazy circumstance. So we'll do that when we get back. A bunch of other stuff, birthdays, movies, all uh, the whole nine. We'll do it all when we come back. Don't go anywhere. He's Derek Gunn. I am Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take. Right back. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes go to get your parlay on go to get your party on go for the scene go for the screens go for the gallery go for the win go to ocean visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit at pond lee hockey we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients and we're confident we can do the same for you with over 250 years of combined courtroom experience We've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Staffing is not easy, but that's what we do every day, all day. The key to our success is storytelling, asking the right questions to find the right people. Hi, I'm Gary Kane, president of Kane Partners. We want to be your staffing partner. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. Soganow helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student-athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you at Rafferty Subaru. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. We're back. Appreciate you hanging with us. He's Derek Dunn. I am Rob Ellis. We'll give you our Eagles predictions. Yes, Derek. I'm so glad that you can't hear what goes on in my house. (laughs) See, you know, uh, we have the two-year-old here. Right, and then my four-year-old grandson Cruz, who lives with us, uh, he was yeah. off today. You know, a little sick, so dad they decided to keep him home. Right. So between the two kids running around, and my son-in-law stayed home to work from you know because my daughter works out of her room, so my son-in-law stayed home uh, to stay with Cruz. Um, so between and then my oldest daughter just got here a little while ago and brought everybody Chick Fil A. So between all of them, 
the two kids running around using the house like it's a trampoline and three dogs barking because they're excited because the kids are yelling. It's like it's like a circus in my house right now. Yeah. Now, yeah. Keeps you keeps you alive. Keeps you young, man. Now I got, uh, I got one other I got one other one for you. Okay. We will have Larry Anderson on on Monday, waiting to confirm a time between 1130 and 1130, 12 or 1230. Love um, it. Love it. One thing about you, Larry Anderson also walks to the beat of a different drummer. Correct. Okay? Um, Larry Anderson never turns his phone on before 10 or 1030 in the morning. It must one. be nice. I'd love to be able to do that. <laughs> so, so so he texts me at 131 today. I'd ask him about coming on today. Yeah. Early this late last night, early this morning. Yeah. No, it was right after the game, I texted him last night. Right. So he waits until 131 today and tells me, <coughs> I know you won't believe this, but I told you I wasn't a morning person. The last time I saw the clock was five this morning, and I literally just got out of bed at 131. Oh, my God. I would apologize, but I can't apologize for celebrating and not sleeping. Yes. Yes. Larry had some fun last night, and that's good for oh, him. Man. There's nothing wrong with that, man. There's oh, my goodness. He killed me. Dude, I got, I got guys on my list like Brandon Graham. Chris Long, Larry Anderson, um, uh, who else? Ben Ben Davis. Yeah, dude, it's like it's like nonstop comedy with some of these guys, man. It's, yeah, yeah, but all you true. know what? They're fun. They're fun. Yeah. Yes. Uh, all right, let me let me give you this real quick. So Houston stuns West Virginia. Yeah, forty nine yard hail mary. Uh, Donovan Smith threw. It was caught by Stephen Johnson or it's Stephon Johnson. Uh, you know, basically no time left. He steps up in the pocket. He rolls to his left. He throws it. The pass is batted up in the air. Johnson was almost knocked down in the scrum, gets his Jeez. feet back, makes the catch, scores the touchdown, and that's how they win. West Virginia scored with 15 seconds left to go up, and you thought it was over, and it wasn't over. So crazy ending in that game. Um. I wonder what kind of I wonder what kind of abuse the West Virginia coach is taking today for for that loss. I'm sure you know? a lot. Now we see hail marys, you know, once in a blue moon, you know, once in a blue moon, uh, a hail mary, you know, is successful. And you can't sometimes you, just, but you go up with 15 seconds left in the game. I've got two men rushing, and I've got nine men standing back at the goal line. Mm -hmm. There's no way on God's green earth that hail mary's being completed. There's yeah. no way. I just, I just don't understand it, man. Why? I understand you want to make the quarterback throw the ball sooner than he wants to, but still, what what is he going to do? If he doesn't throw it to the end zone, he's going to throw midfield range to somebody who's wide open, and all of a sudden my nine guys converge. I've still got the field covered. Why would you not have that many people back there to try to bat this thing down? I agree. It, it's it it can't happen. It, it really it can't happen. Um, and it's it's the absolute worst way to lose. You know, you you get an inspiring touchdown late, you know, to score, and then boom, that happens. It's it, yeah, and everything yeah. just cut out from underneath you. It's tough. It really is, man. That, it, that is really really tough. Um, yeah. So they end up they end up winning that game. That was pretty crazy. All right, let's uh let's do some birthdays because I want to make sure we get our uh, our picks towards the end here, um, and how we think the game's going to play out on Sunday. All right. Uh, two big ones out of the shoot here, Derek. Guy. Yes. Brian Dawkins is 50 today. Yes, indeed. B Doc. Happy I birthday. Just, I just texted him a little while ago. Welcome to the 50 club, old man. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Brian is 50, a friend of the show we've had on, but yeah, that's pretty cool, man. Um, all right. So beyond that, 
Jerry Rice, the GOAT himself. The greatest receiver of all time. Yeah, 61 years old. Played into his 40s, did Jerry Rice. Uh, But two good ones right there. Kelly Preston, the actress, passed away a few years ago. Uh, Was was a really good actress, married to John Travolta. Um, She was born on this day in 1962, was Kelly Preston. Mm. Actor, Caleb McLaughlin, who is only 22, but he's he's a very good actor. He's been in a lot of different things. Um, You check him out. That guy's star is, is rising. So if you haven't you haven't uh, seen him, you you will soon. Sasha Baron Cohen, who is the kind of like the ultimate prankster, yep. uh, with with Borat and all the other stuff that he does. He is fifty two years old today. Uh, Marie Osmond of the the Osmond family, sixty four today, is Marie. How about Paul Simon, Simon and Garfunkel? Yes, eighty two today. Paul Simon. Uh, Ashante, Ashante's forty three today. Uh, Kate Walsh from uh, Grey's Anatomy is 56 today. Jarrah, Jerry Jones is 81 today, D-Gun. Jerry Jones. Yes, 81 for Jarrah. Margaret Thatcher, who was uh, the prime minister. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Born in this day, 1925. I I know how you feel about British royalty. I'm not even going there. I am not. She was more like political than royalty, right? Well, she, I think. Uh, still, still kind of royalty. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. you. Uh, yeah, not my thing. Not my cup of tea. Paul Pierce, 46 today. Uh, the comedian uh, Lenny Bruce yes. was born on this day, 1925. Doc Rivers is 62 today. Yes, indeed. A lot of, lot of, lot of sports figures here. Nancy Kerrigan, speaking of, 54 today. Nancy Kerrigan got whacked on the knee. Yes, sir. She won the 19-3 U.S. Skating Championship and got whacked on the knee by a guy hired by uh, Tanya Harding's former husband. Jeff Golooly. That was, Jeff, you remember the name, Jeff Golooly. I can only remember Jeff. I couldn't remember the last name. I, it's just Jeff such a goofy name. It just sticks in your Golooly, man. That's a hard name to, to forget. That sounds like a, a, a medical issue. It sounds like, like, it's like, it sounds like an average. You got Golooly'd you know, when, when somebody does that to you. Um, yeah, crazy. They were some crazy times, kids. If, yeah, you, don't, if, you, didn't, if you didn't see it, look it up. You, you, you think we li- we're lying to you, but we're not. Uh, Melinda Dillon, the actress, uh, been in a lot of things, including a, a Christmas story. She's 84 years old. Absence today. of Malice, Close yeah. Encounter, Third Kind. Yep. She, she's a good actor. She was a good actress. Yep. Um, Sammy Hagar uh, of Solo and Van Halen fame is 76 years old today. Demond Wilson, who played Lamont yeah. Sanford, is 77 today. Uh, Brian Hoyer, longtime backup quarterback, is 38 today. The dude's uh, 38 still playing, man. He's with I the know. Raiders. He he is a That's champion of collecting checks, Derek. He is. That that tells you how watered down quarterback position is in the NFL. Absolutely. That right. dude still got a job. Uh Tisha Campbell Martin is 55 today. Yep. Beverly Johnson. Yep. Model, actress 71 today. Strong. Very, very. Uh, Eddie Matthews, the, the great baseball player, was a brave. Uh, yes. Born on this day, 1931. A Milwaukee, other... Milwaukee brave, I might add. He was Milwaukee Braves. This is before yeah. they moved to Atlanta. That is correct. Yeah. Yep. Uh, country singer Red Atkins is 54. Okay. Uh, actor Robert Walker, born on this day in 1918. Uh, Susan Blummert, Blummert, 76 years old. 
She played on the Blacklist and Pet Cemetery. Did you ever watch the Blacklist? I love. I it heard show. it was really good. It was uh, what's his name? The uh, With Kevin Spacey? No, Kevin Spacey. Uh, no, not Kevin. No. James Spader. James Spader. Yeah, yep. I love yep. that show. Yeah. Yep, he's a good. Actor. Um, and she was also in Edward Scissorhands. Do you have any? Oh my goodness, got a whole list. I forgot about this. Lou Saban was born on this day in 1921. Yep. The great actor Cornell Wilde was born on this day in 1912. You said Eddie Matthews. Did you say Matt Walsh, the comedian? No. Matt Walsh, the comedian actor, born uh, 59 today. Shirley Caesar, who's considered the first lady of gospel music, is 85, still with us. Mm. Uh, Katia Winter from the show Dexter is 40. Reggie Theus from the old running revs of UNLV, uh, 66 today. Fun guy to watch yeah. play. I enjoyed uh, Reggie Theus. Oh, my yeah. goodness. One of the greatest relievers of all time in Major League Baseball, Trevor Hoffman, is 56 today. He was. Hall of Famer. Yep. And Derek Harper, former NBA player, is 62 on this day. Okay, good list. Uh, yeah. All right, let's go uh, movies here. Uh, Look Who's Talking, 1989. John Travolta, the voiceover work was yep. Bruce Willis, Kirstie Alley, the whole nine. Uh, all About Eve, 1950. Scarlet Letter, 1995. Halloween 5 in 1989. The Marine, 2006. What that else was a good one. That was good. was good. What else? Do you uh, have? The Nightmare Before Christmas, 1993. All right. The Babysitter, good suspense movie. Uh, the Foreigner with uh, Jackie Chan. If you haven't seen that one, you should check that one out. You'll like that one. Okay. Uh, right. His daughter gets killed, and he wants answers, and he's not getting what he wants, so he goes on a rampage. All right. I like uh, 2017. And The Grunge 2. I watched part of The Grunge 1. I said, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> Can't watch this. You didn't do it. The, you didn't need answers. No, I got not, not, not gonna do it. Got it. That all right. Let's bring on Tone DeShields, the producer of the program. As we do, why, uh, we close why, out. Why, each why, week. why we gotta bring him on? Why, oh. why, why oh, bring look at this. Tension look at here. This. What's going on? Do it something wait, I need wait, to listen, know. Listen, man, I'll tell you one thing. Galuli sounds like a cheese, doesn't it? A galuli, yeah. Give me a galuli sandwich or something like that. I get a slice of that galuli. All right, Tone. Or you go to the doctor and say, um, Mr. DeShields, you have galuli. Yeah, what? I need to get, yeah, I need to get treated for Michael Lou. Um, all right, so Tone, uh, we do each and every week. We bring you on, and we yes, give sir. our predictions and our also our storyline. So uh, you get the you have the floor first, my friend. What do you think in this game? All right, so I'm going to give you my score first. I think the Philadelphia Eagles win this game, 28 to 17. All right, now, okay, here's why. I think the Philadelphia Eagles can dominate this game in the trenches, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Here's why. The New York Jets, they're going to be missing Elijah Barrett Tucker. He's out for the year. Injured reserve, torn Achilles. The, uh, Makai Becton is questionable, a starting tackle. Billy Turner is questionable. He's also a, a tackle for them as well. And they actually can pick their poison because the Philadelphia Eagles, they may be able to get them in the air as well. The Jets are going to be without two corners, Justin Hardy and Brandon uh, E. Coles as well. Mm -hmm. So the Philadelphia Eagles, they pretty much can exploit this team any which way they want. I know they have Sauce Garner on that side, but he's one guy. Mm -hmm. um, but I think the Philadelphia Eagles should be able to put it a minimum 150 rushing yards on this team. Uh, the New York Jets, I believe they are ranked 25th in the NFL in terms of opponent rushing yards, rushing yards mm -hmm. per attempt, right. with four and a half rushing yards. Uh, and then on top of that, uh, they're ranked 30, 29th in the league, uh, giving up 146 rushing yards to their opponent. Mm -hmm. So I think the Philadelphia Eagles can really dominate this game in the trenches. Um, I know they're going to be without Jalen Carter and Darius Slay, uh, maybe Justin Evans as well. But the bottom line is this team is just better. They're just going to out-talent them through and through. Um, and let's be honest about this, man. The trend is the trend. 
The New York Jets are 0-12 against the Philadelphia Eagles. And Jalen Hurts is a winner, man. I don't see why it ends here. I think this offense is going to continue to um, mount the wins. They're going to continue to get the passing game going. But I think they really need to dominate the trenches and, and really just take it to them physically. And on top of that, they need to give Robert Sala uh, 11 kisses. <laughs> All right. I like that you worked that in there. All right, Connor, what do you think? What's your what's your score? What's your story like? Uh, I can't add much more to it than what Tone said. Um, mm-hmm. Even with Jalen Carter out, even with Darius Slay out, if they had if Jets had a better quarterback, my opinion might change. But because the MILF Hunter is quarterbacking, uh, I can't give him too much love. I mean, you look at the way he's played up to this point. He's still playing like a deer in the headlights in yep. a lot of ways. Uh, obviously, what he told us back in April about how much I'm learning from Aaron Rodgers has not translated into his play on the field. Yeah, uh, The team is frustrated. You see how animated they get on the sidelines. I think they're going to be frustrated again. The only way the Jets have a chance to meet against the Eagles is if they shorten up passing routes. If they go quick strike routes across the middle, keep the chains moving, that'll back off the defense in terms of crowding the line of scrimmage to control Brees Hall. That's going to allow the Jets to probably hit them with a few good running plays. That's the only way I see them uh, staying close. Robert Salas' defense is going to give this team something to figure out. It may take a half for them to figure out. But by the second half, the Eagles will have it figured out and pull away. I got to go with Tone score, 28-17 in this game. Okay. Uh, wow, I, I think look, that, look at us, D-Gun. We're friends after all. Now you're hey, back. this ain't going to happen often. Now you're you right back. <laughs> yes, I like it. Uh, I think the Eagles, I, I've been saying it all week, I think the defensive line, despite Carter not being there, wins, wins a lot. This is four or five sacks. There will be at least a strip sack and an interception in this game. There will be turnovers. There's going to be short fields for the offense. They will capitalize. We'll see a better red zone. And I think we're – I agree. Someone said in the in the chat, I'm apologizing. I didn't see who it was. But I think it's a big Devontae Smith game. Uh, I think the Eagles win this. They cover it. The spread seven. Uh, I'm going to go 31 31- 14 Eagles uh, in this game. I think they win. I think they handle their business. And I think the streak continues against the New York Jets. All right, gentlemen, Tone, excellent job all week. We appreciate you, man. Thanks for all you do. Uh, I love you guys, man. No, no, Gunner. No. I love you, man. You realize Chick-fil-A is not paying us, right? Yeah, correct. Oh. Yeah, but they they feel in my stomach. I don't care they're paying you. Hey, I don't care about that. All right. They're paying my stomach. Correct. That's all I care about. <laughs> all right, we got to go. Uh, Gunner, fun all week. We're back Monday. Preview the Phillies. Game hey, one, NLCS. Recap the Eagles, Jets. Thanks to everybody in the chat, everybody <laughs> listening, everybody streaming. Don't go anywhere. National Football Show with Dan Cilio and Tone uh, will be coming your way next. So, everybody, enjoy your weekend. Appreciate you hanging one, with us. We will talk to you then. Thanks, guys. is in the air at Littleton Coin Company and we want to help you brighten your collection. 
Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.